0: Theyeshiva.net
1: the Mishnah So after the first Mishnah of the second Pedak discussed the idea that you had to send a character witness sometimes. As the Mada says character witnesses to testify about the validity of the witnesses who observed observe the new moon, unless Bezdin knew who the person was. Yeah. The one who explains it is the chsam <laughs> cipher And my my mefarshim doesn't have the chsam saifah, and I don't know why. So I couldn't, I couldn't find it. <laughs> I have to find the chsam cipher under Shoshana. It's not usually the chsam <laughs> saifah is always printed in the... And the mm-hmm. Kovitz Mofarshim, mm-hmm. and in my Chidushik Sam Sefer, I don't see it. I have a Chidushik Sam Sefer, and I don't see it in my Kovitz Mofarshim. So that's where it is. Who brings it
0: down?
1: They say, look in the Chidushik The Massif gemara says, uh, look in the Chidushik it. But it's But uh, apparently there's not a lot under Rosh because usually in the Kovitz Mofarshim you have a yeah, Chidushik yeah. Sefer. And I have a set Chidushik Sam but I don't see it on Rosh there. So, uh, I don't know, I have to find, I guess it's somewhere, uh, a few pieces that he has, Bastamma. Okay. I'll find it, Blinada, I'll tell you. Okay, so after the first Mishnah discussed, that you have to, Bezda needs to recognize the witnesses who saw the moon. They have to know them. And if not, you have to send character witnesses. And the Gemara explained what happened because the Baitusim, had an agenda, and they tried to deceive Bezdin when it came to Rishchidosh Nisan because of their deep craving, as Rashi put it, their taiva, that Pesach should always be on Shabbos and the second day of Pesach should be on Sunday. So now after this, the Gemara comes and tells a different story. The first Mishnah told one story that they used to accept Ades from any person, whether they knew him or they didn't know him. Every Jew is Becheskos Kashros, Innocent till proven guilty. Call as the Rambam puts it in the Kiddush HaKadosh, At Sheyevada lechashel Apostle. Until you don't know that he's disqualified, his status is, the assumption is that he is qualified as a good aide. Call Once there was a story that undermined that. Now they understood that it's not that way, unfortunately, because there's an agenda of people who want to distort the truth to the point that they were hiring witnesses and paying them money to make up a story, concoct a story about the moon, it was never happened, never existed. Who were these people? The Baitusim. So Bez didn't change the order in the sense that they have to know who's coming, they have to know it's an Erlich the a trustworthy Jew, or at least that there are witnesses about this Jew that he's a fine Jew, a, a trustworthy, honest person. Now we come to another story with a different group of people, not the Baitusim like the first Mishnah, but the Kusim, which created a different event. Also connected, of course, to Kiddush HaKadosh, the new moon. So the Mishnah says, For Yishoyin, in the beginning, In the beginning, they used to kindle torches of fire on the top of mountains after then declared which day is Rishchidosh. So if the day 30 of the month was declared Rishchidosh, in other words, the month only had 29 days because day 30 became day 1 of the new month, that night, the night after 30, they would kindle torches on top of the mountains. And that is how everybody found out when Rishchidosh was. And hence, they knew the time of all of the holidays of ev- any single month, and really of every single month, they just knew the day. As Rashi puts it... So they, knew, they knew it after The Chodesh. That night? The night after Rish Chodesh, the night after 30, they knew that today it was, was Rish Chodesh, and therefore tomorrow is Beis, tomorrow is 2. So it wasn't a question when Pesach is, when Shavuos is, when Sukkot is, when Yom Kippur is... When Chanukah is, when Purim is, when Tisha Bav is, etc. <laughs> 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 After Kiddush Achaydish, they kindled torches. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't have to rent higher Shluchim. From here, you see that Bezden used to pay money for people to become their Shluchim when they decided that you have to have Shluchim. Because remember, person had to give up uh, month after month after month, right? They used to go out six months. So they had to give up a lot of time. They had to travel for a few weeks there, a few weeks back. So they had to rent people. They hired people. So it Rashi says, they didn't have to rent to send a message to the exiles, to the diaspora, to tell them when Rishchodesh was. The tortures were the best notifications. Everybody knew when Rish Chaydush was. This was a great system. The reason it was a great system is, first of all, you didn't have to hire Shluchim, so it financially, he saved a lot of money. That's why right, Dashi suddenly here discusses the money of the Shluchim. It was a tremendous gain. Of course, the obvious gain was, everybody knew when Yom Tif was. Right away. Right away, exactly. It was no problem. No such a thing. You're living far away in Babylonia. You don't need messengers. The Mishnah is going to describe exactly how they did it. Mishakil Kelo once the Kusim ruined it. He skinned bezdin instituted we can't trust the tortures anymore. They would hire messengers, human ambassadors, agents to go out and tell everybody. He gives us the details. What happened? What did they do? The mission says they ruined it. They destroyed it. They destroyed the reality. What happened? Rashi. They kindled their own torches in the wrong time, as Rashi will explain, in order to deceive Klali Yisro. Of course, they couldn't deceive Bezdin, or people that lived by, but people who were relying on the torches were deceived. Rashi explains, Bezdin, Masuos, and the only time Besdin with kindle torches was only one situation, when Rish was established on day thirty. That's what he says. Be and beyond Lamed. The Rish that was sanctified on day thirty, Kedam Rinnim as we will soon say in this parak in the Gemara. Ukeshaloi Hoyo Masin LaErev Sheliyam Lamed. When there was no fire, when there were no torches being kindled on the night after thirty, Hakol yodin Shachaydish Muber automatically everybody knew the month is pregnant, it's a month of 30 days, not 29 days. So here was the system. If Rish Chodesh was established on day 30, so day 30 became day 1, so the last month only had 29 days, that night after 30, which is already now after Aleph, because it was made Rish Chodesh, torches were lit. So I'm living wherever I'm living, I see the torch burning, I know that the day before this night was Rishchidosh, and tonight is Beis, tomorrow is Beis, and tomorrow night is Gimel. What happens if I'm looking up, and I say it's day 30, but I don't know, is it Rishchidosh, or not Rishchidosh? So if I see a fire at night, I know it's Rishchidosh. If I don't see a fire at night, I know that today was not Rishchidosh. Today was added, today the previous day was added to the previous month. The month had 30 days, and now it's Tonight is Aleph. Tomorrow is going to be Rishchaydish because there was no fire. And tomorrow night there's going to be nothing. Tomorrow night there's going to be nothing. After the delayed Rishchaydish, there's nothing. There's only a fire when. And remember, there's only a doubt of two days. It's either one thing or another thing. There's no three options. There's two options. Either Rishchaydish is day thirty. Rishchaydish is day thirty-one. Now this is what they manipulate. This is how they manipulated it. So like, Rashi. Shaloiha, you must see letter of Shelyahim Lamid, Hakal Yodin Shahadish Wubr. So if there's no fire the first night after 30, the facto you know, this is a pregnant month. Upa what once this is what happened. Ibru based in a sachadish. Based on made the month mu'uber. The month was 30 days, not 29 days. Therefore, Vilahi see you must let of Lamid. So after day 30 passed. They knew if knew if witnesses came and today was Rishchaydish, we got to light a fire. Witnesses didn't come today, so today is not Rishchaydish. Tomorrow is Rishchaydish, so there's no fire. There's no fire. What happens? <laughs> Hakusim he siyum shalahem. The kusim used opportunity. They know that there's no fire. They go and they light their own torches. The <laughs> bnei So what happens now? All the Jews in the diaspora see the flames, they imagine, it was already shaitish. That means the previous month had 29 days, not 30 days. So when did they make Pesach? They make Aleph a day early. Pesach is a day early. Right? Seven days. The eighth day of Pesach. It's not Pesach anymore. It's eighth day. They're eating chametz. Really? Pesach started a day later. Or whatever the month was. And this created a major problem. So what happened... So, the That's when Bezdin changed the whole dynamic. No more, no more torches. We're sending out people to testify when they heard from Bez, when they heard when is to tell everybody when Rishchaydish is.
0: Well, they they cannot do Shlochem also. They can cheat yeah. this. They can cheat that too. Yeah. Yeah. You, which one are you going to trust?
1: How do you know this one is from Kusim? You want to know. They could do the same thing. A Kusi could show up and say,
0: I'm a Shliach. Shliach. and we did uh, yeah. On
1: this, the Gemara said earlier that who do we trust to tell us when Rish Chodesh is. Ula came and said what happened, right? That they made Rish Chodesh and to a certain date of Kahana said not only would we believe Ula because he's a Gavur Abba, we would believe anybody. To the point that the Brahis says somebody comes from Ekvelt, from the edge of the world, we don't even know who he is, we trust him. And the Gemara said there was a reason. A normal human being will not lie about something that will be revealed. So if the Shliach comes and he says the wrong day because he's a Kusi, will he lie or not? Torches, nobody discovers you lied. Right? Nobody knows who you are. Nobody knows who you are. You're not announcing your name. You go up and you light a fire, right? And then you make sure to pass on the torch before you're caught. (laughs) Before you're caught, you run away. So you could lie and get away with it. But the Shliach, he has to identify himself. Shalom Aleichem, who are you? Right? Once they find out, he knows they're going to find out that they're lying. Somebody else is going to come from Bezdib. So that's where Pashto the difference. You can also add that here, when he lights torches, he's causing the whole Kalal Yisrael to be deceived. Here, the shliach is lying for a particular community. Or maybe he's going to go to another community also. But it's also a much more limited influence. In how much gain is there? When he lights torches... All the Jews, remember, from Eretz Yisrael also, whoever is outside of the everybody is being deceived, besides the mm-hmm. Jews living by Bezdin. there's going to be a major confusion. I mean, some Jews will find out the right time, some Jews won't find out the right time. Mm-hmm. The Jews living closer will obviously find out the right time. That's a second difference. The Meiri also says that the Shliach would come with a special Ksaf from Bezdin. Bezdin had like a certain, um, I guess, a shtemple, some Ksaf Bezdin that would be able to authenticate. That he was a shleikh. to the Meili rights. So now she says, Pam Ahas. Pam Ahas. They, yeah. they didn't allow for a chazaka or anything
0: just one time, and they, and they started it. spending it Then them one time. After one time. time. With it's the, it's, it's also, been, one time. a serious situation. Because yeah, the right. Pam achas
1: it's not about a chazaka. <laughs> that means corruption has <laughs> penetrated. What are you going to do now? No what are you going to do? There's no stopping. You're dealing with unscrupulous people who will do anything to get their way. And it's not like they're not even gaining anything. Bezdin is going to celebrate the right time. <coughs> In the first case, that's the difference between Baitusim and the Kusim. It's interesting to emphasize. The Baitusim were full-fledged Jews. They were they were Zdukim Baitusim. They were full-fledged Jews who denied Torah Shabaopah, were not loyal to Torah Pah, and there were tsaris from them. They were the ones who made the first problem. They wanted to manipulate Bezdin. The Kusim, that was already a whole different experience because the Kusim actually... They were not Jews. Who were the Kusim? When Sancheiriv, the Assyrian king, he had a policy when he conquered Eretz and all of the nations. He was a tremendous power to dislocate everybody, to relocate everybody. And the reason probably is because generally refugees who are not natives are less likely. Sancheiriv. Yosef, yeah. They're less likely to rebel because they don't have that you know, organic organic connection to the native land. You know, you're a refugee, there's a certain insecurity that many refugees have, as we know. As a result of that, his policy was relocate everybody. As the Gemara has an expression in Bruch, Asylum. he just, uh, he confused everything. So the Kusim were basically the name of a nation that Sancheir, he resettled them, from their city, they came from a place called Kuta. that's why they're called Kusim, they came from a place Kuta Chavav, Saf, Aleph, and he placed them in Shamron, in Samaria, in Eretz Israel, in the Shamron, where members of the Ten Shvatim used to live, they were exiled, Ten of the, Shvatim of the most of the Ten Shvatim were exiled, and one of the great mysteries of Jewish history, within 150 years, they just disappear from the planet, we never hear from them again, I mean, every few years we hear of another tribe in Africa, and Japan, and Afghanistan, etc. But uh, one of the great mysteries of Jewish history, they just disappear. And who takes over their spot in Shomron, in Samaria? The Kusim. Now the Kusim are not Jews. The Kusim are called Kusim, because they come from Kusim. What happens is, at some point they convert to Judaism out of fear. There was a lion attack over there and they were fearful that the God of the Jews is angry, and they all converted. And, you know, good Jews argue. So for hundreds of years, Jews were arguing if their conversion was an authentic conversion or was not an authentic conversion. Are they really Jews or are they not really Jews? The problem is that they found that even after their conversion, they continued serving idols and so forth. So even though there was an argument of their Geri Emes or Geri Arias, of their authentic converts or just lying converts, at the end, ultimately their Judaism was disqualified because there was just too many uh, too much Shaveh there, too much betrayal. <clears throat> so at some point, so that's why throughout, throughout Shas you'll always see different perspectives on the Kusi. He's Jewish, he's not Jewish, he's semi-Jewish, he's almost Jewish. Some of them are very involved in Jewish life and are very religious, but there's always this problem with the Kusi. And the conflict, the, the relationship is always a stressful one. As a people later? You still have the Shemroinim. You still have Shemreinim, near 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 uh, near Shem. You have on high Mount Gherizim, <laughs> right? You'll have a famous group, the Shemroinim. and they are apparently descendants of of this group, and they do like different customs that somehow resemble Jewish life, but completely in their own uh, completely in their own way. They, they have a carbon Pesach. Yeah, today, I'm talking about today. No, no, they're yeah, called so Shamroinim, Shamroinim. But there's no connection. No, no, no. There's nothing, Mamush, nothing. I mean, first of all, in terms of Kiddushin and Gittin and. Because uh, huh? Yes. They know that they're not. Uh, they don't claim to be Eden. Do yeah, Shamroinim.
2: They
0: claim to be Shemranim. Shemranim. I mean,
1: It's well known. <laughs> you could see pictures, their services. and. The,
2: People go observe. And they do the carbon yeah, The Carbon and so do, yeah.
1: Pictures. Yeah, yeah. They have these. Uh, robes, and they have robes with hats. They have the whole a whole uniform, all uniform. It's a culture. It's a culture. It's a religion. A culture. Cool. So, uh, so these, these are the kusim. so these were the people. These were the people. This is not the Baitusim anymore. This is Mishnah Kula to light these torches. Zok the Mishnah. So now everything changes. They're sending. Shluchim. They're sending Shluchim. Ezak de Mishnah Kei Tzadhoi Yomasi and Masuas. How are they kindling tortures? What are they doing? Mevi'en klunsoyuz shel eres Arukin. What's the translation they bring?
0: Long poles of cedar wood.
1: Long poles of cedar wood. V'konim and reeds. the shemen. shemen balsam wood, and flax comings. Flax okay. So we have balsam wood, right? That's atzei shemen, and flax comings, and reed, reeds. V'koirech, and he wraps them around on the cedar, the cedar trees, on the cedar branches, with a string, a rope. So he wraps all these materials around the cedar branch, and he goes up to the top of the mountain, and he ignites the fire on these long branches of the cedar wood, together with these extra materials that make it more flammable. So you have the cedar branches, you have the reed, you have the balsam wood, and you have the flax combings. He doesn't just hold up the torch. He's moilechomevi, which means he waves it back and forth, this way and that way, and up and down. The same machine that we use by, yeah. by that by that way. Yeah, same yeah. Moilechomevi, mailechomeidid, yeah. Until he does it long enough that he sees that his colleague on the top of the second mountain copied him, emulated him. So he will not stop waving his flame until... The other guy figured it out and did the same thing. And then the The second man will not stop waving it until he sees the person on top of the third mountain emulating him. Etc, etc. From where? Which mountains? It started off It started off from Haramishche. Haramishcha is what we call today Harazesim. Mount of Olives. Have you ever been there? On the East Jerusalem, if you go to the Harabayas, right, on the eastern side, not where the Kaysal Maravi is, you go to Mizrach, you have the Harazesim, the Mount of Olives. That was called Haramishcha because in Aramaic, Mishcha is shemin, oil, and Harazesim is, of course, the Mount of Olives from which you make oil, and Mishcha means oil. So that was the first mountain. Now that was very close, of course, to Bezdin. That's very close to the Bezal or to Yerushalayim. So therefore that was the mountain that they went first and they lit the torch from there he waited lasativa till they did it on a mountain called sartava o misartava from sartava it went like the mountain called grufina mi grufina it went to a mountain called Chavron. me Chavron it went to a mountain called base builtin me base builtin once it hit base builtin loi the people kindling the torches that did not move from there. He would wave it back and forth, up and down. Until he saw the entire diaspora, the Jews in Babylonia, in front of him, and it all looked like one big blaze of fire. Because from base built in, basically the Jews in Bava can already see the flame. One person lit it on his roof, and then it already went from home to home to home. Everybody was just lighting. So now he's looking at bubble and he just sees one big flam fire. It's, it's interesting nice. what the government looked. At. <laughs> <laughs>
2: this is, is the uh, yes. palmer, <laughs> but this is the source
1: of all the fireworks. You can imagine once a month it was the ganze bubble was on f- the whole bubble was on fire. What well, did he do on Shabbos? Oh, that's what Gamar is going to discuss. I think i was going to discuss.
2: Another question, though. Since they had specific mountains from which the flames were...
0: <laughs> couldn't they guard, based hmm? on the basin guards, there, so nobody would yeah. light a fire until it was fully authorized? Of
1: no, because
2: in the beginning
1: they didn't think so, so anybody would want to corrupt us it
2: oh, oh, okay. once it happened oh once it happened null- they just obliterated they, they obliterated the tradition because they realized there's just no way of dealing
1: with it what happens if there was a house fire if there was a house fire, then the whole house was on fire. Here you saw a guy on the roof holding a torch.
2: It's not like you saw a fire. You saw a
1: guy with a torch waving back and forth. You knew you should light to your torch. Let's see, Rashi. What's your question? Zakht Rashi. Klunsois. Pirtki belaz. Aruchim. Why long cedar branches? Today she You didn't want a small torch. You wanted a long torch so she would see it from far. The, why? All shall All these increase the fire. You tie all these substances on the top of your uh, poles of cedar branches. On the top of the poles, you tie them. She says, "What does me'ayin mean?" What were the names of the mountains? They begin first on the Mount of Olives, hu har Yerushalayim. This is the Mount of Olives right before, on the eastern side of Jerusalem, at-shei-royin she Sartava. Until the people who went up on Mount Sartava saw what happened at har and they knew to take their tortures. And then lechivron v'chuli. So in other words, what happened was, the night after Rishchodesh, people near all these mountains were anticipating... And they waited, right? They prepared their tortures, so they should be able to do it immediately. And then, when they saw the first guy went up, they knew to do it. If not, they put it away for next month. They didn't have what to do with the tortures. What's Pshat as Kol He saw the whole exile. Rashi's not going as Kol which makes sense that the whole bubble saw. Rashi just she says Es Hagoila, Bnei Bavel Anshe Rashi says it was the people living in the city of Pumbedisa in Bavel, which apparently was the majority community. Was there? <speaking in Hebrew> From there, the message went out to the people in Bavel. The message probably not through shluchim, through their own torches. <speaking in Hebrew> <speaking in Hebrew> means a huge, like a huge bonfire, and the whole thing looked like one big fire because so many torches were being lit on the roofs. No, on Rosh Hashanah you wouldn't have this a problem. The fires were lit the night after Rish Hashanah. So if Rish Hashanah was established as day 30 of the month of Elul, that became day 1 Rish Hashanah. After nightfall, when Rish Hashanah is over, they light torches. Why wouldn't? Uh, because it wouldn't
2: work in the day.
1: Yes, they never lit torches by day. Because of course, you don't see it. They wanted it to be they wanted to maximize visibility, so they had to wait till nightfall. So, never,
2: never, never.
1: so it was never a problem of Yom because it was right after Yom Tif. And remember, for Hashanah was pushed off a day so later. They didn't, they didn't light torches.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Toysfest wonders why did they wave the torch back and forth, up and down? Mm-hmm. Just light the torch. So Toysfest says, The second to the last mashma In Talmud Yerushalmi, it seems that the explanation is. They shouldn't think it's a flying star, or a star. The Amar said, said, I saw a star which seemed like going up and down. I saw a star that seemed like going from right to left or left to right, but both directions that I didn't see. So when they saw the torch going this way and that way, there just simply should not be any doubts about it. This is the story in the Gemara, in the Mishnah, this was the system. Obviously, it was a wonderful system. So, there was no concept of making two days Yom Tif. Remember, everybody knew everything immediately the night after Rish The only exception was Rish Hashanah. That's why I didn't mention Rish Hashanah. Because Rish Hashanah, obviously, they didn't know when Rish Hashanah was till the night after Rish Hashanah, right? Because Rish Hashanah was established day 30. They didn't know when Rish Hashanah is till the night after Rish Hashanah. But if Rish Hashanah was the later day, yeah, then they knew when Rosh Hashanah was because if they saw no torches being lit, they knew that tonight is Rosh Hashanah. The month had thirty days tonight is Rosh Hashanah. But if Rosh Hashanah was the first day, was Rosh Hashanah was the early Rosh Hashanah, the day was chas, the month was chas, and not male? Then they found out when Rosh Hashanah is the night after Rosh Hashanah. So two
0: days, huh? That's what they did. Two days, they did the first day. If it's if they see torches, they say they, they used to the be first.
1: but Rosh Hashanah. So uh, the truth is, before we had a Machlechus Rashi taisfas, right? Rashi taini, that in the places, for example, where they, uh, where they had a suffolk, yeah, they used to do Rish Shana one day, because Al-Haroiv, El was not Mo'ober. So they used to do Rish the first day, and they hoped, lahatas, that when the torches were there, it was no problem, because if there's torches afterwards, great, you did Rish Hashanah, you blew your shaifer, you didn't do Malacha, you're good, even though you weren't sure it was Rish Shana. If you didn't see your torches, okay, so tomorrow was Rosh Hashanah. Yeah, tomorrow you blew Sheifer, right? Tomorrow you didn't do Malacha. Tonight you had a meal for Yom You made Kiddush and whatever else you did. Yeah? Once that was over already, now you didn't have that anymore. So now it was all based on Shluch. And once it's based on Shluchim, and nobody knew when Rish Hashanah was, unless you lived near Bethan. How are you going to know when Rosh Hashanah You need Shluch to go out. So here Rashi believes that they always did one day. Later they found that they made a mistake. They made a mistake. What should they do? They blew shaifa the wrong day. They're doing the best they can. Acharyab Lahatas. Taita wasn't given to angels. Toysfer says they always made two days. They used to make two days with Hashanah. Till they I found out. Huh? Like yeah. we do, yeah. So we do. The Chiddush yeah. Rosh is, Shoshana. but Rosh the Chiddush is that even in Eretz they do two days.
0: Yeah. Even Bezdin, they did the first day. Oh, that's what we do learned in Beitzer. Yeah. Because
1: even Bezdin, the first day, they would wait a whole day because witnesses might come in do Alokha. If witnesses come retroactively in do okay. and you have to blow Shaifer, right. Yeah, they, 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 they accepted for minister because of, again, another story, because because a whole other korban that happened, right? They waited and waited and waited, and they just came too late, and they were ready with macro of shal ben harba, I mean, I don't do any korbanas anymore, and all the korbanas for Shoshana couldn't be in so that was a disaster. Shoifer, you could blow, what happened? You blow Shoifer, you blow Shoifer the wrong day, you blew Shoifer the wrong day, but you could do the mitzvah of Shoifer. A carbon, you can't just bring a carbon. You can't just bring a carpet Muslim to the Azara. It's, 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 not let a Stam bring an animal to the Azara because you want to bring an animal. Mm-hmm. So over there it was a problem. Zog Gemara. The question is, when did this happen, the story with the torches. We don't know. Apparently it happened during Bayasheni. Uh, why did it happen during Bayasheni? Why do I say? Because we learned in the previous Perekh the commissioner said that the shluchim would go out even for the month of Eir. Because Pesach sheini, they had to bring a carbon. That means that the shluchim were already being used in the time of the B'sha The commissioner says so clearly. That means this happened sometime during Bayash when there were kusim, of course. The kusim were already there by the end of Bayash So they were certainly there by Bayash And at some point, we don't know exactly when, this travesty happened, and they s- changed the system, no more tortures, only shluch. The pillar here is that the Yerushalmi says in Mesech Tereshoshana, Peireg Beis, Allah Chal, in Yerushalmi it says, that Rebbe was the one who obliterated the Masois. Rebbe Huda Hanossi, the editor of the Mishnah, he is the one who changed it. So the Raivet, and the Meiri quotes him, says this does not make sense. Rebbe was born approximately in the year 135 after the common era. Chazal Seymish Hameis Rabbi Akiva Noilad Rabbi. Rabbi Akiva was killed by the Romans, one of the Asura Malchus around the Bar revolt time, around 60, 70 years after Khurban Bayasheni, which was in the year 70. That's when Rabbi Huda Anossi was born. So not only did he not live during Bayasheni, he wasn't even a baby during Bayasheni. He was born approximately 60 years or a little more after Chorban Bayashani, around 135 after the Common Era, and he lived till around 220, 220 after the Common Era, and he edited the Mishnayis, all this. So he lived in the century after Chorban The Mishnah says clearly, that the Shluchim, the Shluchim would go out, because of Pesach Sheni. So what's going on there? If it started by Rabbi throughout Bayasheni there were no Shluchim. The only torches you're not sending out shluchim for the month of the year you're lighting torches. Everybody knows when Pesach Sheni. Rabbi's, <laughs> Rabbi's the one who wrote it. So he would know. He would know, or at least edited it. So it's a big pella. So the Ravid the Ravid says something interesting that the torches only were good for bavel. They worked for bavel because they had mountains. They had a system of mountains where you could get one mountain from another mountain and it worked. But he says there were other countries, like Syria, and other countries on the side that didn't have these mountains, and therefore the fires would not be visible, and over there they used to send shluchim always, they had to send shluchim, but it wasn't a problem of two days because the shluchim didn't have to go too far. Bovel is far from Eretz Yisrael, so the torches really saved the day, you didn't have to do two days younger. That's the chiddush of the raivit, that even before there were shluchim. But there was not a system of shluchim for everywhere. Afterwards, the shluch system was for everywhere. Okay, We say Masian masuos means they kindled torches. Like, we, we, where do we know this from? That Masian means lighting a fire. So the word is a pasuk in Shmuel base. Perik hay David HaMelech is victorious over the Philistines. Bayasvu Shomas At Sabayim by Yisa'im Davidvanosh. The Plishtim, after they ran, they left their their Atzabayim are their deities, their gods. Like we say in Halal. Atzabayim, Kesef, Vizov, Misiy Deyadim, yeah. Atzabayim means their gods, their deities are made of gold and silver. So they left their gods, Vayi Sa'im David vanoshav. Now what does Ba Yi Sa'im? You could say David and his men carried them, lifted them up. These were getchkelach. They were voidazadas. Targumin on the Targum says, Vuukedin on David. Vayisai means, David torched them. He burnt them. He burnt them in fire. So here we already have in Tanakh, Masi and Masuez, Vayisai means, he put them on fire. Why would it be called Vayisai? So the Radak says, because the fire goes up. Right? You lift it up. The fire by nature goes up. And the rabbis taught This is what Rashi was quoting. You did not light torches, only a month, a moon that was visible in its time. What do we mean in its time? Of course, it means the first Like, the moon, the moon is visible later. It's not on time. I mean, The moon is visible when it's visible. What makes it on time? Whenever it's visible is a time. Pshat, of course, is in the first possible time, right? The earlier time, Chodesh, when you see the moon on day 30, and therefore, or the night of 30, and therefore the month only had 29 days, that's when they used to light the torches, to let everybody know that this day became a holy day. Because the Chaydash was Nidra meaning they saw the moon on the night of 30, on the day of 30, and that day became Rish Chaydash. The say Masiyah. When would they light the fire? When would they light it? La'oyr ibure. La'oyr ibure means, when the Gemara says, or, or, means night. Like in Psachim we have, l'arba asar, the night of 14. Now the Gemara struggles there. How do you know, means night? Lecha'ira means day. So there's a whole sugge in Gemara, and the conclusion is, means night. La'oyr ibure means the night of the Ibur. What's the night of the Ibur? Ibur is the 30th day. Why is Ibur the 30th day? Because when you make a pregnant month, which day is it? The 30th day, that's always the day. Either it belongs to the old month or to the new month. So that's called Yom HaIbur, the pregnant day. In other words, the additional day. L'Ori <laughs> Bureh means the night after the Ibr. The night... Rashi says, L'Ori Bureh, LaErev Yom Shloyshem, Nigi Lamed Aleph, the night before 31. Yom Shloishim Kado Yom Iborih, La'el, Al Shnei Adonim, Shemekat Shinoyshem B'Yom the two others, the Gemara said, you make Rish on the day of the Ibur. since that becomes the day 30 of the previous month, it's called Yom Ibor. Okay. So we just learned that the fire was always lit only when Rish was day 30, when was it lit? The day after. Here the Gemara asks an interesting question. Should we say the Achaser of Dinah? when Chaydish was day 30 and the previous month was 29 days, they made a fire. They, made this, they, they lit the torches. Amalek, if the month was full, if the month had 30 days and Chaydish was day 31, lo You would not make a torch. Why? The Brai clearly says, when did they do the Masoist? Lo oiriburei, the night after 30. Not the night after 31. In other words, if Chaydish was day 31, they did nothing. Frech the Gemara, my time. What was the reason? What's the question? Why didn't they do it both nights? Both. Why didn't they do it in both situations each month? If Rishchodesh was day 30, kindle your torches day 30 at night. If Rishchodesh is day 31, kindle your torches day 31 at night. And people will see. If I see a torch, I know. Today was Rishchodesh. If I don't see a torch... Today was not Tomorrow night when I see a torch, I know that today was Rishchidosh. Now, what's the question of the Gemara? Why stop? make a torch twice? L'cha'ayda, once you make a system that you only light torches when you have 29 days, so you're good. But the Gemara is bothered by this. What was the purpose of lighting it? Everybody should
2: know.
1: Lunch, but... When was. But why not do both nights? L'cha'ayda, the pshat is, because then you wouldn't have the crisis with the kusim. What was the problem with the kusim? Let's think about it. The problem was, they manipulated the void, they used, seized the void, and they made their tortures the night after 29. So I'm standing in Bovel, I see fire. I say, today was Rishchodesh. What happens tomorrow night? Nothing. It was Rishchodesh already. So I was deceived. We were all deceived. What happens if Bezdin had a policy that you make tortures both nights?
0: Would the
1: then what would happen? Suddenly, there would be torches. What was the problem? The problem here was that it was a mu'uber. It was a month of 30 days. And the kusim lied and they made torches the night before. What happens if Bezda would make torches the next night? Suddenly, oh, I would see torches the next night. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Somebody's lying. Why did torches both nights? When was Rish Hedish? So either I would assume immediately the kusim made trouble. And What? they made it a night early, but really today is Yishchadish. I couldn't be sure about that because I could say it was also the other way around, right? Bezdin did it the first night and the Kusim did it tonight. But one thing, I wouldn't be naive. I would stop and say, let me go find out. So at least places where you could send a shliach back to Bezdin to find out, you wouldn't have a problem. In other words, the question is why not you see, this is L'cha'edah. W- 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 l'cha'edah, w- what's the havana? Why should we have it both nights? If you would have it both nights, this this travesty of the Kusim couldn't have happened. They couldn't have gotten away with it the way they got away with it. Now you only do it one night. Nobody suspected anything. Because Bezdin didn't have a comeback. They did it the night of 30 and everybody was deceived. So the Gemara says, why didn't they do the mala? Now you can answer. They didn't expect that people are going to be so corrupt. Right? So L'cha'ah, no, the yeah, question was yeah. l'chatkhila, why? The
2: right.
1: question is L why? L'Khatkhilla, you
0: want to save money. You huh? already established that. The Pashtas,
1: you saying, you mean, why make torches both yeah. nights? Why make torches both nights? Another Indian is, the Tura Even writes, in Rosh Hashanah, the Shagasari, he says, m'ipnei He says, since this was basically the source of everybody celebrating all the holidays, and it was a message, not to Bezdin, it was a message to every single Jew, he says, it's everybody." So he says, "Whenever you could be explicit with something, it's better than doing it not explicitly." And therefore, the Gemara is bothered why they didn't make it clearly that this Rish is a day later by having tortures again the next night. I'll call upon them, This the, bother, the Gemara is bothered by. Why not have both nights? Amalei layav in my time. I'm an The Bzayda said, "I'll tell you why not." Very interesting answer. The problem is there was a, there was a problem. They thought about this, but they thought, what happens if Rishchaydish is on day thirty? Shechali is be'er of Shabbos. Rishchaydish happens to be on a Friday, and it happens to be day thirty. So now let's think about this. Okay, if they're supposed to light torches both nights, Rishchaydish was Friday. When are they supposed to light torches? Night. Friday night. Friday night you're not allowed to light torches. Why? Chilol Shabbos is only overridden for the witnesses who come to observe the moon. But you can't notify the crowds about the new moon and desecrate Shabbos. You can't light a fire to notify people. Like we learned the Shluchim are not allowed to be Mechalol Shabbos. The Edis are allowed to be Shabbos. To come to Besdin and make Rishchodesh on time are allowed to be Mechalol Shabbos. But to notify to everybody when Rishchodesh is there's no room for Chilol Shabbos. Huh? You
2: can light a very slow fire. So
3: it starts in the morning and builds up by the time. it's good. It start.
1: No, you need one mountain, another mountain. It was a whole system. It was a whole huge system.
0: So that Rishchaydish
1: was Friday. Friday night they couldn't do it. So what do they do? What are they supposed to do? So let's think about this. Friday night they couldn't do it. Thursday night they couldn't do it. When do they have to do it? Mitzay Shabbos. Shabbos. If there would be a system that you do it for both situations, when Rish Chodesh is day 30, Rish Chodesh is day 31, I come out Mitzay Shabbos, I see a fire. What do I assume? That the month had 30 days. And Rish Chodesh was on Shabbos, not on Friday. There's no way I'm not going to know. So this would create a crisis. You understand? And it's not unusual that Rishchidosh is going to be on a Friday. You can have Rishchidosh, not every month, but once in a while, Rishchidosh is going to be on a Friday. And there will be no way of people knowing. (coughs) That's what the Gemara answer, the Bezayda answer. (coughs) Interesting answer. Rishchidosh, Shachali is bare Shabbos. Amos Avdi, when are they going to make their torches? Ba'apukai Shabbata, when Shabbos goes out. Mitzvah Shabbos. The E Amrit now understand the E Amrit Navid Namiyamalay So if you say they should kindle torches not only for a month of twenty-nine days, but also for a month of thirty days, that's what you're asking. Asulamiti they may come to make a terrible error. Why? When they take a look at the torches Saturday night, Amri, they'll say, "Hi Chasiru? Is it a month of twenty-nine days? In other words, Yesterday, Friday was already Aleph, right? Day 29 was Thursday. Day 30 was Friday. Day 31 was Shabbos. So really, Friday was already Rishchidrish, because the month of 29 days. So why was there no torch last night? You can't. The doesn't even have to explain. The month had 30 days. In other words, Friday was still part of the old month. And they actually lit the torch in the right time. <laughs> Rish Chodesh was today, Shabbos, day 31, and they lit it, Mitzay Shabbos, and there would be no way to know. Therefore, the Chachamim understood, that's not the way to do it. The way to do it is, only do the torches when the month is 29 days. Now you don't have a problem. If Rish Chodesh is on a Friday, so what happens? Friday night you can't do it, matsari Shabbos you'll do it. Nobody's going to think that the month had 30 days. Why? Because the month had 30 days. Don't do it. You don't do anything. Why are they lighting torches with and Shabbos? don't understand. it. they couldn't light. Usually they would not light the night before. Last night, because it's the night after 30. They couldn't. It. it was Shabbos. So they pushed it off a night. But nobody would make this mistake because they never do it when it's Malay. That's Reb answer. the Gemara. What difference does it make going forward what day of Shlodish is? What do you mean? Meaning that
3: it's going to come the end of the Shabbos if it was Wrong. It wasn't Shabbos. There will be a light on the twenty, on the twenty No.
1: If Rish Chodesh was on a Shabbos, right? Then,
3: maybe the, so then Pesach is a
1: day later. If Rish Chodesh was Friday, Pesach so, is a day earlier. But you have
3: sh- you could send shlichim throughout the month getting them. No, but what there. do you
1: need shlichim? That's the whole idea. You light a fire. Everybody knows that night. What do you have to send shlichim? And then some places they don't reach. A- it's much better, of course. You gain. The, the of, of course. First of all, you don't have to pay money for shluchim. Second of all, you don't have to bother people. Third of all, everybody finds out. That's the biggest thing. They didn't eat yeah. Frech uh, the Gemara, It could be, the says that for some places where they didn't have mountains. V'leved, Asks the Gemara, uh, I still don't understand. Why don't you do it for both? Cipher a mole, cipher a chaser. Every Rish make a fire after Rish And when Rishkhidash comes out to be Friday, Klal. That year don't do anything. Don't do anything. That month. That month. That month, I'm sorry, that month don't do anything. the When it comes mit Say Shabbos, I'm waiting. We are my torches. Nothing is happening. But usually we do torches even for a month of 30 days. Automatically I know that the month of 29 days. They didn't do because they right. So it's a beautiful system. Really, we should light a torch every single Rishchidosh. No difference if it's day 30, day 31. The night after, light a torch. becomes clear. No problems. I have a problem. Rishchidosh is Friday. I let everybody know. listen, We have a principle. If Rishchidosh is going to be Friday... We're not lighting this year at all. Why? Because if we light Mitzayi Shabbos, you're going to think it's because Rish Chodesh was today, Shabbos. We can't light Friday night. That year you don't light at all. So now Mitzayi Shabbos comes. If they light a flame, you know, Rish Chodesh was on Shabbos. If they don't light anything, you know, it's that unique situation where Rish Chodesh was on Friday. doesn't happen always, but it sometimes happens. And they couldn't light Friday night. And therefore they were stuck and they don't light at all. So there's one situation where they don't like and from that gufa you know when Rish Chaydash was. So if the Gemara won't work. They're still gonna come to make a mistake. You know why? When they see that there's no torch Matsai Shabbos, they might say, Amri, they might say, Hi Malehu. Really to the month of thirty days. And Rish Chaydash was today, thirty one. why didn't they light? Isnusei it was an ainus. You the same thing. It was an einus. What's the einus? Yeah. Rashi tainus. Made the yadi the chaser. Rashi says yeah. isnussi. B'shikrus shal mishta hashabus. They got drunk. <laughs> 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 they got drunk in the shabus meals. It's a shabus. What did they do when it was raining? <laughs> shabus, you got to celebrate. Uh, sure, so they did anyway. They <laughs> <anyway. laughs> did anyway with
0: the rain. The pouring rain. The rain.
1: this is a source of the Kiddush club at the the, the feast of Shabbos at the feast of the Shabbos they got drunk the whole Yerushalayim and that's what happened that's what they're going to tie in in other words you're still not certain why? because really they're going to say it was a molly they're not sure that you didn't light it because it was a chaser and therefore you don't light it this year Maybe really you should have lit it. Why? Because it was a molly. And a molly you should light. But since it's after Shabbos, they'll give it an excuse. And still they won't be sure. Gamara, You know what? Let's do the other way. Why don't we make a system that they light torches only on a molly and not on a chaser? Do it the other way around. If Rishchidosh is day 30, you don't light. If Rishchidosh is day 31, then you light. So now, if Rish Chodesh happens to be on a Friday, so then you never light. Why? Because it was day 30. Day 30 you don't light. If Rish Chodesh happens to be on Shabbos, which is day 31, you light, Mitzvah Shabbos, right? Now, therefore, if Rish Chodesh is on a Friday, you don't light at all, and everybody understands why, because the Chodesh is Chasser. Chodesh Chasser, you don't light. Huh? If Rishchidosh was on Thursday, no, so then you don't light Thursday night. We're saying light only on the Molle. Light only on the Molle. So therefore, Mitzvah Shabbos, they take a look. If there's a torch, they know. Friday was Friday was not Rishchidosh. The month had 30 days. And therefore, day 31 became Rishchidosh, and you're doing on the Molle. And if not, not. If they don't see a torch, that means what? It was a Chassif. And there was no torch. That's the question. So Rashi says, why don't you say here the same thing? They're going to say, oh, they're going to say there was no torch. And the reason there was no torch because they were drunk. <laughs> How you going to know? So Rashi explains. Huh? No, no, we say it on Shabbos. Shabbos is justification. Stop drinking Friday, it's Thursday, that's... Uh, so, uh, that's
0: already light, This
3: is,
1: our, this is uh, much of late. Huh? It's like a designated driver. Shabbos play. is Shabbos. Shabbos, you don't think about them. Um, yeah, sorry, Shabbos. Yeah. So for Ishkhoidish is Erev Shabbos, and the month at 29 days and there's no torch made the yadi the they know that it was a month of 29 days that's why there was no torch Friday night for sure but even with shabbos. they're not gonna say there was no torch because people are drunk they're gonna say there was no torch because of something that's common what's common that the month that 29 days the No months of 29 days do you do it. didn't do it. In other words, Rashi is telling us, if I see there's no torch, and I could say there's no torch because the guys were drunk, or there's no torch because Rishchidosh was on day 30, which one do you say? You say that which is common. Remember, six months out of the year, there's no torch. So today there's also no torch. Six months, five months, seven months, whatever it is. No
2: matter what day of the week it
1: is. No matter what day of the week when Rishchaydish is on day thirty, there's no torch. So shop Shabbos, there's no torch. You're going to say they're drunk. Why should you attribute it to something that's completely uncommon? That Dafka, the people lighting the fire got drunk, right? When you can attribute it to a normal thing. Five months a year, there's no torch. Six months a year, there's no torch. Seven months a year, there's no torch. We're talking about in the Hava minute that a chaser doesn't have a torch. So mainly attributed attribute it to that. In the previous situation, however, what was the previous situation? The previous situation was you that you do it on Malay and chaser, but whenever Rish Chodesh is Erev Shabbos, you never do it. You never do it. Huh? You never do it. When Rish Chodesh is Erev Shabbos, you never do it. That's not a very common thing. It's not a common thing. There's no torch. Every month is a torch. Malik Now when you don't see a torch, Matsai Shabbos, you could say two things. One is, It was Rish Chodesh Erev Shabbos Chasr, which is not a very common thing. And that's why there was no torch. Or, they were drunk. It's already one uncommon thing against another uncommon thing. That's the Svari. See, that's where it actually puts in this whole Cheshbinir. Important, because if not, the whole Gemara doesn't make sense. So now the question is, so why do we do the Chasr, not the Maleh? <coughs> you don't want to take away the people from working two days. You don't want to take away the people from working two don't say Gzeda It's not a gzede. It's a vart. It's a it's a dib. Amrit amali Very interesting cheshmer. If you only light the torches when there's 30-day month, not 29-day month, l'cha Every Rish you're taking away two days of work from all the Jews living in the exile. Why? Yom day 30, they're waiting all day. Shem Hayem Rishashanah you're not allowed to work. Right? Now the day, the night after 30, you're saying there's no torches, because you're only doing torches the next night. So now night 31, again they can't work. Maybe the Shoshana is a day later. So basically, you take away work from people for two days yes, but if you do the torches when the month is 29 days, already the night after 30, day 30 was Rishishanah, tomorrow is a regular day, you can go to work, they will Taka only not work two days, if it's Taka, Mitziyah, Hashanah was delayed later, then I don't have a choice, you have to take off two days, that's what Hashem wants. You have to do it. Delay. But if you could stop to take away people from Malacha they the
0: masu- that
1: they need, we don't want to do. So when you have a choice to do it this way or this way, you do the Masuos for Chaser, not for Malay. So you can't do it for both. You do it for one, and you do it for the Chaser, not to take away people from Here is the light on
0: Yomte. Do they light the Masuos on Rosh Hashanah? On Motze Why would they do night time times. night time they want to do it no, night no, time no, I'm saying why not, you know, the wife? it was the every Rosh Hashanah was on Monday <laughs> and, and if, if Rish Chajash was on Monday they would do it
1: Monday night yeah now if Rish was day 30 and it, it was Monday, Monday they did it Monday night yeah
0: so, it anyway, by anyway by it's
1: Monday
0: it's right then. huh so, only
1: by, only by, by Chaser not Mole not Mole with, they only did it by one why only by one we explained because the problem of Rish Chodesh, that's friday if they're doing it by one why they choose this one over this one Abayah says why not notify them a day early so they can go to work the next day okay. don't you don't Bitl is a big thing in Allah to take away people from work it's 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 ruining the economy it's uh, it's women it's men have to do things first of all in terms of money and in terms of different activities you don't want to do Bitl Malachah when you don't have to it's not a...
3: How does it really work in reality? We learned before that by the Shkia is the only time they take the Isis. No. If they know already by the Shkia. No, 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 no. a regular week. No. Monday is the 29th day and then we yeah.
1: do Rishkhodesh. So Rishkhodesh could be Tuesday, yeah? If Monday is 29, no?
3: It's Rishkhodesh Tuesday.
1: If Adis come, yeah?
3: So when did they make Abba the, the Monday? It could be
1: makabal. No, Monday is 29. You're not being Makabah. You're right. not going to see the moon 29. So when Tuesday.
3: They, when did they
1: Throughout Tuesday. It could be from Tuesday morning till Tuesday evening. A whole Tuesday. And
3: then when did they light the
1: fire? Tuesday night. So
3: they knew that a day before
1: was Yes. Right. Tuesday is Rishchidosh. Tuesday night the torches were lit. That night the whole Jewish, the Klal Yisrael yeah, knew when far Rishchidosh far, 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 far. Unless you, unless you far, lived you to in New Zealand,
3: to tomorrow.
1: tomorrow yeah. unless you lived in New Zealand, everybody knew when Rishchidosh so was immediately. Yes. When the torches were bl- burning, I knew the previous day was Rishchadosh. Only Rishchadosh. In other words, if Rishchadosh Rish was day 30, that was Tuesday, let's say. Right? So Tuesday was Aleph. Tuesday night, you knew that today was Aleph, tomorrow was Beis. So, so
3: there's the next Rish
1: How can they celebrate Hashanah? They celebrate Rosh a la on the doubt.
3: So they always did the...
1: They always made the first day as though it was Rish Hashanah. they didn't go to work, they blew Schäufer, and remember in most cases, Elul was 29 days, so they got it right. So if, not, if not, they, they, they did a second
3: day Rish Hashanah. Rish Hashanah. They did a second day. They'll see the
1: the 20- if, they they see, if they see the fire Tuesday night, no, if they don't see it, then they know it's they didn't Depends. Know. If they see the fire Tuesday night, they know Rish Hashanah was Tuesday, and they, did good. and they did well. If they don't see the fire Tuesday night, so Wednesday is Rosh Hashanah. So Tuesday night they'll go home. They'll make kiddush. They'll have a meal, and tomorrow is Rosh Hashanah. So
3: they could find out the middle of the, middle of the meal that oh Rosh Hashanah was already. Yeah. By the time of uh, the light,
1: they waited. No, they did it right at night. <laughs> it didn't take long. This. So <laughs> nice of a few minutes. Right. Boom. Yeah. Was, uh, mountain there. to mountain to mountain. Still huh? Still always after the fact. After the Hashanah. they couldn't. How? How could they do it differently? You're going to light a torch the night before. Don't know <laughs> you don't know.
2: <laughs> so what, what are you going to do?
1: Light a torch the night before?
2: It's
1: like a guy once said that uh, he he was in Australia, yeah, and it was 7 p.m., yeah? And he so, so he heard 7 p.m., somebody died. Yes, chava died. So he took a concord, and he came 6 p.m., so he came before the guy died, yeah? <laughs>
0: but what about now these days? But what, what we absolutely the- know when the moon is. Mm-hmm. We don't celebrate it on it.
1: We don't not, celebrate.
0: Our calendar is fixed. And sometimes it's not, uh, it's not the full moon. It's not the empty moon. It, it, it's, not, it's not aligned with the actual sky. So why don't we actually, uh, you know, if it's clear, it doesn't take an expert to see how clear it is that this is the new
2: moon. But the calendar says it's a different day. Why don't we just make it what it really is?
1: What do you mean the calendar says a different day? We announce when the moilad is every month. Day. Today. Yeah, we announce when the conjunction is. But
0: we don't celebrate the. We don't. We don't.
1: Rishchoidish is after that. Calendar. Why should we adjust? We, the calendar is fixed in a way that it works.
0: Right. But it's not always in accordance with the
1: sky. In what sense? The moon, the polon, the moon. How. More or less it is. I mean, what's.
3: I'm talking about the, the, the two days of Rish Chodesh. What, what was done in Chodesh besides Kabbalah? Nothing. Nothing. So it's not really a big difference. Only for people
1: not living in the base Hamikdash, it wasn't so relevant. I mean, davening when they started to put in Musaf over there, there was a difference. But that was after,
3: you know, there was no, no, no
1: there were Masak and Musaf. But if you don't know, you don't know. What should you do?
3: But that's the day after you, you towards You're right. If you didn't there, know so it's so Rishchaydish, so you didn't, you didn't you know it's So So. The You're right, Shana,
1: you couldn't work, so you had to to work. Rish Chodesh, a lot of work. But
3: every Rish Chodesh, basically, they did, I guess, because they had a sub, they didn't know if it's going to be Rish Chodesh or not. They started, the, after the 29th, they made Rish Chodesh. If there was a torch, if it was a chaser, so they knew that they had uh, the, the a yeah. right day. Yeah, yeah. It's not that two days I mean, listen,
1: in the outside communities, it wasn't so relevant, because they didn't have to do much. It's not that, like they couldn't go to work, so... Rosh Hashanah, you can't go to work.
3: So for that month, for that, for Rosh Hashanah, or for the three uh, Yomitaybim that there is, you could have said, said before that the shloch were very expensive, or whatever, you're talking about two times a year, that, that makes a difference. It makes a difference for every, Because, every, because
1: it's, it's, it's already... It's you have Av, Av is lit- and Kislev is and other is Purim. In time of the Hamikdash year was Pesach Sheini. I mean, it was they six they, they used to send them out for six months. The shluchim they got for six months. You to know when Chanukah was, when Purim was. These were all in by Because of the expense, that
3: was the, that was the reason they didn't send
1: shluchim. First of all, the expense. Second of all, the biggest thing is the time. You get to notify people in ten minutes, or you get to notify people in three weeks. <laughs>
3: it's not three really not three weeks if the torch could do it in ten minutes we're talking you know,
1: no the shluchim have to go all the way to Bovo how are you going to do it
3: the fire so the, the fire would go uh, they see it you could see it for miles
1: you could see it for miles of course of course of that's why when there were no shluchim when there were torches nobody had to make two days yomtiv there was no concept of two days yomtiv everybody knew when yomtiv was the whole concept of two days yomtiv Only happens after the shluchim. So you understand what a benefit there was. There was no concept of two days. Everybody made no two days yomtiv. Everybody knew when Pesach is. Everybody knew when Yom Kippur, but knew when Sukkos is. How not? I'm living in Pumpadissa, right? Or wherever I'm living. I don't need shluchim to travel.
2: That night, I knew already. I'm a chaya. after the bias uh, after they returned they Yeah. The the was yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like yeah, Ezra himself was a member of the Sanhedrin.
2: So, so at that point when they were doing it off the wheel, did they
1: did they have torches? If they had torches, yeah.
2: So they had torches even though Yeah so as soon as, as soon as they you uh, was
1: want bad. to know if during the first Beis HaMikdash,
2: no, no, when most
1: that, Jews were living in Israel, if they still had no, no, torches? No, no,
2: saying, saying by, the oh,
1: once they went to Bavel, yeah. Yeah they,
2: came back from Bavl, yeah, they had to have torches. Then, as, soon as they came back, yeah. they reinstituted Or
1: well, they reinstituted, or once there were so many Jews in the diaspora, yeah, they instituted so, it.
2: So, 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 when, when the
1: was, Probably. Diaspora, yeah, yeah, of course. So that then, was the advantage.
3: Was never it was always in
1: yeah. Generally, that was the place. In Exodus Roll. Exodus Roll, yeah. Exodus So the problem was all, only when somebody got That's the Mitzvah Rish if you could
3: do the Taliban, then it would be a problem.
1: If somebody got a Mitzvah Rish Chaydish, and you don't know if today is Rish Chodesh, then Yitaka have to wait. Then you, tuck, you have to wait. In fact, once the shluchim, nobody could celebrate a birthday anymore. <laughs> you didn't know when your birthday was, right?
3: meaning you have to wait. You
1: have to wait till the shluchim come. If my birthday is Yud Alef Tishrei, and I want to make a mitzvah, right? I don't know when Yud Alef Tishrei is, but it's not halachically; it's not a problem. So you don't know when your birthday is. You don't know if your birthday is going to be Sunday or Monday. It's not a problem. So you'll make the Bar mitzvah a night later. What's no, the problem? So you,
2: write the
1: so you can be mitzvah from Tominion for one more day. It's not a problem. He could do all the mitzvahs a day early. Let's say he's a cotton, so he's doing it as Chinuch. It's not a problem. Halachically, it's not a problem to make a Bar mitzvah a day early. There's no issue with that. You understand? The only big thing is the birthday cake. So you
2: write the that's the big two problem. Days after the come.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You couldn't send out a wedding invitation two months in advance and say it's gonna be on Monday, Yud Bez Hashf that didn't exist. Even in How you couldn't do it. You didn't know which day is gonna be the day of the month till that month.
2: Is the new moon when it's completely empty or when it just starts to give life.
1: Generally what we call the new moon generally there are different opinions, but the majority of opinions is the moment of conjunction conjunction means when you have in one line a lineup of the sun here the moon here huh the sun here right and the moon here and the earth here there's a lineup sun moon earth that's called maula the moment of conjunction that moment there's no way you could see the moon because the bright side of the moon is facing the sun away from the earth That's called the moment of the moilut conjunction, birth. From that moment, right, starts the new moon as the moon starts moving from west to east. It moves further east, and the angle basically turns a dot bit. And at that point, it will become more and more visible because it's turning away a little bit from the sun. So
0: having this calendar, huh? Having this calendar.
1: it was always that way understand for them to make a new moon a new month they had to see the moon you're not seeing the moon by the moilet nobody sees the moon by the conjunction the earliest you could see the moon is approximately 24 hours after conjunction so Rishchidosh was always the next day you understand
2: the, the Rish moon,
1: can't be at the moment of conjunction.
2: So we don't adjust the calendar to be the first is the day that the
1: moon was... So we, we, so our calendar is fixed in a way that it should work itself out. Remember, we have another issue. You can't even make it exact because...
2: Sometimes it's in a day.
1: And, and the main thing is that the orbit finishes after 29 and a half days. You can't make Rish Chodesh a half a day. You understand? So if it finishes after 29 and a half days, 29 days and 12 hours, and a little more than that, so what do you do now? You make 12 hours Rishchidosh, and the first 12 hours are not Rishchidosh, you can't do that. You need a full day Rishchidosh. So that's why some months are 29 days. So you do Rishchidosh early, right after day 29, the night of 30, even though you're still in the old month, you already start a new month, and some months you go the opposite. You understand? You do the day 31. So day 30 is still the old month, even though middle of day 30, you're starting your new month. And that's why six months we do 29 days. Six months we do 30 days, and it works itself out. There's actually two months that we alternate. Cheshvin and Kislev are sometimes 29, sometimes 30, and sometimes one or the other. There's two months we alternate, because it's not exactly 12 hours. It's not exactly 29 days and 12 hours. If it would be, it would be more comfortable. But the moon doesn't...
0: Doesn't cooperate.
1: Doesn't always cooperate. Never cooperates.
3: So what the Gemara says is, is the that you do it only on... Chaser. Chaser. So it could be that you have uh, two days. <laughs> No, it's that there is not. We can have only one. You'll day. never
1: have. You'll never have a problem.
3: If you do it only, on,
1: you'll never be a problem.
3: You're not doing it on, on
1: Mole. Only Chasser.
3: But they're waiting for the whole twenty-nine day to for the whole thirty day to see yeah. if there's going to be. So they wait happens.
1: day thirty and they see if this torches that night.
3: The Saying is if there's the 30th day, no, so they kept the first day because they were waiting, they're waiting until the now. The fire doesn't come, they're gonna have another, day. they'll keep another
1: day. Only Risheshon will have that problem.
3: They have two days,
1: only Risheshon might they have two days.
3: So, <laughs> other Yemen, Taif, you'll never have a problem because, because by day
1: 50, only Risheshon will be only when it's
3: small, and only,
1: it's only when it's when smaller, it's smaller yes. if it's chasser. They see the torch. They know today was Rishashana and tomorrow you go to work. So if they
3: would light, they I did already If they would
1: light the by Mali, not by Chasser, so then you would always have to make two days because you're never sure if today was Rishashana, tomorrow is Rish because the torches are only being lit tomorrow. So unless you lived around Besdin and you heard what's going on, if you lived even further in Eretz Yisrael, there's nothing you can do. Remember, Shluchim couldn't come on Rishon It's not Chum Yamtif. Chum Shabbos. So you have to right away do two days. How,
3: how so this was
1: mean, a tremendous advantage. On,
3: you make a bracha on and everything on a that if it's the other, meaning, Listen. Meaning if it's the good school.
1: question. Good question. They probably you want to know if they blew Shoifer with a bracha without a bracha. Mm. You're asking if they blew right. outside of your if they blew shoifer with a or without a bracha. On one hand you're saying Suffolk bracha. is lahakal. So you do it without a bracha because you're not sure. But
3: today we also do this too. Yeah, no, but today, today we don't, today we right. don't do
1: it misafet. Today we do minigav isenu biyadeinu. We know when Rosh Hashanah is. Oh, right. We do a bracha because they were masakin. Yom tiv shenishol goli they were masakin. There could be a day
3: that you find out that this was that, that Monday was Rosh Hashanah. I'll right? tell you an interesting
1: question that the Minchas Chinuch raises. The Minchas Chinuch in uh, Mitzvah's Mitzvah essay Dalad, he asks the following question. He says as follows: <laughs> Interesting shaila you have two witnesses, okay, you hear, who come to Bezni. Okay. They say, we saw the new moon last night. Last night was 29 at night, we saw the new moon, Mazel Tov, Rishchidosh, Rishchidosh, Rishchidosh. Great, no problem. Uh, Now, two witnesses... Two other witnesses come, and they they they're what's called, they turn out to be Adam Zayman, liars. Two other witnesses say, I don't understand. You're saying you saw the new moon. We were with you a whole night, 29, at a chasana somewhere. It's a geschiket, it's a kuhulet. You're, you're, you're liars. Two witnesses come and say that the first two Aidas are absolute liars, false. It's called Adam Zayman. And the uh, we believe the second set of witnesses. That's how it works. If they say "Imanu you were with us a whole night. You didn't see no moon. It was haksdeshinik. We saw you in bed. You went to sleep, or you were in a different city. Okay. When so they, what happens? When did they come
2: before the fires? Was uh-huh.
1: Whenever they came. So the ADIS is botul. The edus is botul, and that's not rishchaydish anymore, right? It's a day later. What's the problem here? Problem is this, the two second sets, that's two second witnesses that came, they became ba mitzvah that day. They became ba mitzvah that day. Rushkhydush day thirty. Okay. To be kosher eidis, to be a kosher witness, you have to be ba mitzvah okay. So when the first witnesses came and said, today is Rishkhaidush, so these two guys became Ba mitzvah because they mitzvah so now they're, <laughs> on the, they are the so now they're good aides so they come to Bezden and they say from, these guys are liars so so Bezdin says okay fine so if they're liars it's not rishchaydish. so if it's not rishchaydish, you're not vamitzvah so if it's not Bar Mitzvah, you're not Edith. So if you're not Edith, we have to believe the first guys. If you believe the first guys, it's Rishchidosh. So you are by Mitzvah, so you are Edith. So we can't believe them. If we can't believe them, right, then you're not by Mitzvah anymore, so you're not Edith. So we could believe them. Menchus Chinur's question.
3: Wow, but it's how two that both of them are getting Bar Mitzvah. Yeah, but the concept
1: he wants but to understand. But by the
3: time he's finished tying the Taki Mitzvah. So. <laughs>
1: That's a question. What does Bazdin do in this situation? Huh? No, but it's an interesting question. You understand? This is what we call the catch-22 situation. You're accepting their aides, right? Why are you accepting their aides? Because they're Bar Mitzvah. But if you accept their aides, retroactively, they're always Bar Mitzvah. These are interesting paradoxes in aloha how that works
3: so it could be that that Rishishan was a, a suffering and that in the end of the day the, the, the suffering became Rishishan huh? it could be that young yeah, if they see the torchless when they had a suffering, meaning they, they didn't know yet if it's, if it's Mavi, you know, if it was a Hasar. so again, Rishishan could be a Hasar or mother it doesn't make it a, Elma. generally
1: Elul was 29 days we learned before that Rav said from. Uh, we learned before that from Ezra till Rav they never had ElO thirty days. Usually ElO was twenty nine days. Twenty nine, yeah, usually. There were situations after not, but generally, from Ezra till Rav for hundreds of years, ElO was twenty nine days. That's why most Jews could assume that Rosh Hashanah is day thirty. They didn't have to question it. It wasn't always that way, that case. But uh, let's take a look at Tosfis, who clarifies different details in the sugya. What is the Gemara saying? The said, the reason you don't do Molla, you only do Chasser, is because of a situation when Rish is going to be on Friday. And because it's on Friday, you want you to, you can't light it Friday night, you want to light it the next day. And if you light it the next day, you want people to be sure that you're lighting it for a Rishchidesh that was 30, not a Rishchidesh that was 31, they shouldn't get confused. So Tois just makes a Ha'ara. Ha'chenami, just to clear it, to be clear, Ha'chenami of a matzilameima. the Gemara could have also said, for the same price, that the reason we don't light torches when the month had 30 days, is Mishum Rishchidesh, malei shechali is b'shabas. If Rishchidesh would be on Shabbas, but Shabbos would be what? Day 31. And if you would be lighting torches. Oh, so when Rish Chaydush is day 31, so you're going to have to light torches, Mitzay Shabbos. And then people are not going to know. Are ah, you lighting torches because Rish Chaydush was today? Or you are lighting torches because Rish Chaydush was yesterday? But you couldn't do it yesterday. It was Shabbos, so you did it today. So you'll have again the same confusion. So that's the reason that you will not light it for Moleh, because if Rish Chodesh one reason is Rish Chaydash is Friday and it's a Choset. Another reason is Rish Chaydash is not Friday, Rish Chaydash is not Keposhtov to the Shabbos. The same idea. But again, you're lighting it Mitzvah Shabbos, and why are you lighting it Mitzvah Shabbos? I don't know. Are you lighting it for yesterday, or are you lighting it for today? For the same reason that he explains, he can do it Friday night, and you have the same confusion. Okay, so the Gemara said, next step, what? So I understand you can't do it molly. If the Gemara do it molly and chaser and in this kviyas, when Rishchaydish is out of Shabbos, just don't do it. Don't do anything. So the Gemara says, no, you may come to do. You may come to a problem. What's the problem? That even in this situation, Rishchaydish is out of Shabbos and you don't do anything, right? You don't do it, and you don't know why they don't do it. Do they not do it because? was on Friday, or really, was on Shabbos, and when is on Shabbos, he's supposed to do it. But the problem is Einess, so therefore, this would not work. Okay, now we're going to ask your question. Your question. Okay, so let's understand the Gemara. You can't do it on a Malle. Why can't you do it on a mollet? Because you're going to run into problems. Rish Chodesh Friday, you're not going to do anything. Right? So Mitzvah Shabbos, nothing is going to happen. Nothing is going to happen because Rish Chodesh was yesterday. People are going to get confused. Why are they going to get confused? They're going to say to themselves, Maybe it was was really today. I there's no candles, no torches. Shikris, Oynas. So we want, people should not be able to make that mistake. How are we avoiding that mistake? By saying that for day 31, there's Never. absolutely no torches. So there's no thing to say, oh, Khaitish was today, and why are there no torches? Because an oinus. We're not going to say that. We're going to say no torches means... 31 we don't do. It's a 31 we don't do. We don't do torches. I don't understand. Now also, the of the Maliklah. We made a takana that when Rish Chodesh is day 31, we will not light any torches. Right? So therefore it's not a shaila. day 31, there's no torches. So therefore we don't have any problem whatsoever. So if Rish Chodesh is on a Friday and it's a chaser, whenever there's torches, we know it's only for a chaser, never for a mal. He said, I don't understand. You still will make a mistake. Ki <laughs> Let's say Rishchidosh falls out on Shabbos. And it's Rishchidosh of day 31. Are they doing torches? No. Why? Because it's a molly. So if you see a torch, you know that Rishchidosh was Friday. If you don't see a torch, what do you say? It's, it's 31. No problem. Rishchidosh was Shabbos. If there would have been yesterday, there would have been a torch. It's today. There's no torch. Right? Because we made Malay, There is no torch. I don't understand. You'll have the same problem. mali they'll make a mistake. Hi chaseru. Really, chodesh was on a Friday. They couldn't light it Friday night because it was Shabbos. They had to push it off. And you know why they didn't make torches mitsayi Shabbos? Mitzayi Shabbos is This Shabbos there was an Shabbos there was They were coerced. It was beyond their control, and therefore they didn't do it. So you're stuck. I don't they you the they need problem. much more people to be drunk. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you have the same problem? They need, they need much more people, because yeah. since, since Friday, they know yeah. so short. Then they're getting ready already from Friday. Uh, when they're getting ready on Shabbos, uh, it's already Shabbos. They, they just came No, no, no they Shabbos. got everything ready
1: Friday, but they got drunk on Shabbos. No, they I went to sleep on Shabbos. You need everybody
0: drunk. The Shluchim, the Beis Din, it everybody... It's all Shluchim to now, you mean? Yeah, yeah, no, you have, sh- you have people that go out... Oh, you mean the, the Shluchim for the way. torches? For the torches. All you need is the guy with the license for the fireworks. <laughs> the, guy <with laughs> the, the guy with the, the f- permits. The guy with the <laughs> permits. They're a professional guy. They're a professional <laughs> guy. They're saying it's a shabbos. Everybody came to do it. It's a Shaddish. It's a Shaddish. It's a Shaddish. And there was a big
1: Kiddush. That the Gemara is taking for granted. There was a huge Kiddush. Yeah,
0: no, <laughs> no Kiddush Tzema Tzerek is bad. Kiddush Tzema Tzerek is bad. <laughs> you don't want to be Tzema You want to go to the best maybe. No, no. I'll call upon him.
2: <laughs> so,
1: so, 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 this your Shiloh. What did you gain? What did you gain? You told me you had a major problem. The problem is what? If you're going to eliminate the concept of the tortures whenever Rishchidosh is on a Friday... So therefore you're just done with it. So therefore there'll never be a Echshash. Why will there never be a Echshash? Because when you see torches, Mitzvah Shabbos, you'll always know it's that it's for day 31. Because for Friday there's no torches. My problem is that's good. But my problem is if there's no torch, Mitzvah Shabbos. Do I say it's because Chaser? Or I say because Shikris. So I don't understand. Very good. This is a good suffering. But now you have a problem. Whenever you don't see a torch, right? Yeah. So in the middle of the week, I'm not that people are getting drunk. That, the gibbon is not chushed. Okay, That, we're taking... You have to understand with that... If we're is that, that any single night, you could say there's, a, there's Really, it's Rish <laughs> Really, Rish Chaydash was... And there's no torches, because the guy is drunk. Yeah. You're not going to say that every single night of the week. <laughs> Today was really Rish Chaydash. There's no torches, because he's drunk. We're not going to say that. We're going to say it's day 31. Fine. But my problem is... Yeah. Comes Shabbos, and the same issue. What do you say, Mishu? Mitzvah Shabbos comes, and you don't see torches. What do you say? We say, because, why? Rish Kadesh was today, says, no, you're drunk. Chayda, you... a very strong question. V'yashlai ma'azak tois v'z Teheche devadei avdi lo'oil ha-masuaz Beina mole, beina chasseh in a situation where we would institute that they always do torches, which is what the Gemara wanted to suggest. Say if it's Mali, say if it's Chaser. In other words, 12 months a year, there are torches. Every Rishchidosh is a torch, whether it's Mali or Chaser. Then, Kilo'i Avdi Klau. When you look up and you see nothing, Vada Yitlu You're going to attribute it something unusually something happen, unusual happening. Since every single day, every single month is a torch. So when you see no torch, you're going to say there has to be Epes and aynus, And therefore, you're not going to know if it's a Malay or it's a Chaser. That's what the Gemara said. Why you're not going to know? Because in this situation, when Rish Chodesh was on a Friday, and it comes Mitzahi Shabbos, and you look up and you see no torch, you could say two things. You could say there's no torch. Why? Because Rish Chodesh was Friday, which is not usual. It happens <coughs> once in a while. Or you could say, no, Rishchidosh was Shabbos. <coughs> but people got drunk. Remember, we're used to a torch every single month. So here we might say, it's because of an Inus. Avel avdi loyavdi. But now that sometimes you make a torch. In other words, when it's chosen, And sometimes you don't make a torch, which may be half of the months of the year. Ki loyavdi hashtah Shabbos. So when you see Mitzvah Shabbos, there's no torch, and you don't know, is it because it's Malay? it's day 31 and there's no torch, or because of aynas, lo You're not going to say that it was a Chasser, and the reason they didn't light is because forced. You're going to attribute it to the common reason. What's the common reason? Half of the year you don't do a torch. Why? Because it's a chaydesh molly. You're not going to say the reason they didn't do a torch is because uh-huh. Bezdin or their representatives got shikar, and therefore even if it was a chaydish chaser, they didn't do it. That's what Tais versus Masb. That's why really this vart, you had it ready in Rashi, when Rashi said, aved What did Rashi say? Aved that if Rish chaydish chaser would be out of Shabbos and you don't do a torch, you know that it's chaser. Ah, you could say there's no torch. Why? Because of shikris. He says you're not going to be toilet in shikris. You're going to be toilet in something that's common. Because whenever it's chaser, you don't do it. So therefore, whenever it's chaser, you don't do it. So when you don't see a torch, you're not going to say, because they're shiker. You're going to say a much more common reason. Half of the months, you don't do it. So they didn't do it. Mitzayi Shabbos also. Why? Because Mitzayi was a chaser. That's if you do it Mullah. So Toi is making here this logical distinction. When are you going to be toilet in Einess? Only in a situation when they do it every single month, Mali and Chasa. Right? Only once in a Yovel they don't do it. When? When Rishchodesh is Chal be'er of Shabbos, then you don't do it. But remember, that's not a common thing. So when you don't see it in Shabbos, yeah, you could say two reasons. Either you could say, Rishchodesh was Chal be'er of Shabbos, which is uncommon, or you could say shikris, which is also uncommon. So we're going to get into a debate. You'll say, Erev Shabbos? I'm saying, no, shikris, both are uncommon. But if you can attribute it to the common reason constantly, you don't do it on Malay, or you can attribute it, to shikris, No, well, what do you do? Statistically, you go according to the statistics. So therefore, the mistake is less likely. That's what Tzv. explains Mishum What's the bittle malach? Pinish v'kuntzus. Rashi says, "Ein lechor shoshana, sheein misbaklim bnei goyim im malacha beiz yamen bein amolei benachas." There will never be a shoshana that people are not forced to take off work two days. No difference if it's twenty nine <laughs> days,
0: huh? In <laughs> Chutzl, not only Chutzlars, <laughs> <laughs> everywhere,
1: everywhere outside of where Bezden's news comes. Why?
0: Because even basically... Oh, unless you could
1: send a messenger on Rosh Hashanah itself. You're Mm -hmm. right. On day 30 itself. So you can't leave Tchum Shabbos, Tchum Yom yeah. But anywhere a little further than Yerushalayim, where you don't get the message that day, you're going to have to take off work two days. Why? Day 30 is Rosh Hashanah, perhaps, right? Day 30 at night. they're still not lighting torches, so you're not going to know. You're just going to find out 31 at night. So therefore, everybody's going to have to take off work two days. Uh, That's what Ashish said. Rosh Hashanah
0: is day twenty-nine. Yashonah can't then, be day 29. Yashonah no, can be, be day 30. 30 or day 31. Yeah. Exactly. If it's day 30,
1: then 30 at night, they're going to light the torch. You're right. So if it's that situation, the light the torches that night, then it's only one day. No, no, no. We're suggesting, the Gemara is suggesting here to do only not Chaser. So they wouldn't light 30 at night. That's the suggestion. Here. To do it only on on Chaser. So day 30 at night, they never light. They only light 31 at night. So whenever you see torches, you know... Rish was delayed. If you don't see torches, you know, Rish Chaydeş wasn't delayed. The opposite of what we do, Lepoel. So, so 30 they would not do. So therefore, 30 at night, everybody would still be taking off Malacha. Al-Hasafik was today Rish Rosh Hashanah, or today wasn't. If I see tomorrow night a torch, I know that Rosh Hashanah was taka delayed. If I don't see a torch tomorrow night, I knew that I took off Malacha for no reason, because I didn't know. But why should we do be'z when you can avoid it and let people notify a night earlier? What's the big deal? Very logical idea. That's what the Gemara says. L'am so that's what Ashley says. They're going to light the torches for a chaser, for a month of 29 days. Yadi nikva. Everybody will know that a was established when? On day 30. And tomorrow, day 31, which is Beis Tishrei, everybody could go do work. Rashi, in vain, was pushing himself, was stressed, was to say that we're talking about Rosh Hashanah. The Gemara just says, the Lashon of the Gemara is, So Rashi right away says, In other words, there was only for one month out of the year. Every other month, Rashi doesn't have a problem. Let's say you'll think Rish is day 31, so what's going to be? So Rish is day 31. Rish Chodesh is an Isra Malacha. Rish Chodesh is Yotav, Mik Rekhodesh, you're not going to do Malacha. But what do I care? Cheshven, Kislev, shvat. Under all the other months. So I think that Rish is a day later. Fine. So Rish is a day later. So toysvist, there was no need for Rashi to say this. Why? This gemara could make sense for every single month, which of course would make it much the reason is relevant for every month. Why? Because even though in HaTorah, Rish chaydish is not Mikra chaydish, but the fact is Kilo Hayo Gilin Malachim Rish It's talking not an Isra, but it was not common for Jews to do labor on Rish chaydish. So, Yeah, he's going to say, he's going to say.
2: Right. Yeah, yeah. Haman, Haman Haman said,
1: Yeshnoi am echad, yeshnoi am echad. They always have excuses to take off work. Shabbos sayayim, Pesach sayayim, Chayadish sayayim. They always have another holiday, always something going on. They don't believe in work. Yeah. So you're right, So therefore, every year you have the same Svara, that if you're going to do the torches day 31 at night, you're going to cause the people of poyal mamish to take off work a second day, and there's no need for it. bitl Malacha is not something that the Halacha embraces. <laughs> <Not, laughs> bitl Malacha is not something that we cherish. And Tysus proves this, like we learn in the Payedic the that starts off. So the Mishnah, the, the Chazal say over there that every day, the Gemara says, every day, we're, if you don't work that day, you're not causing Bitl Malach. And the Gemara brings two examples. Rish Chaydish and Cholay Shalmayat, Kaydin Arba. Usually, Kriya Satorah, Monday and Thursday, is only three alias which is the minimum to have Kriya Satorah. The Gemara says, however, in a day when you're reading Torah, and there's not going to be Bitl Malacha, you're not causing people to take off work, like Rish Rishchodesh and Chalamayat, with there anyway not doing Malacha? You do four Aliyahs, Quran Arba. No, we don't mind to extend the duration time of Kriyasa Torah. So, so what do we see from here? That there's no chashash of Bitl Malacha. Why is there no chashash of Bitl Malacha? The chashash is because it's Rishchodesh, they're anyway not working. No, it's not that you're not a lot work. It's talking about generally the women. The is, huh? Enam Regilin. Enam Regilin. It's not the Kresh of, of course. Now she learns it's Mitzat Isr. Taisvah says, once Enam Regilin, you don't need the Vart of Isr. The fact is, people are not going to work. That's the fact. No, Regilin doesn't mean halacha. If it would be halacha, it would be Asurim. Regilin means, that's the custom. That's a That's it. No, today people, most people go to work on the There's people don't go to work even after their <laughs> People that have a suffolk, every day might be the Shkodesh, so they,
2: they, they stay away from it.
1: <laughs> they say there was one of the yeshiva Bakr, he didn't learn a whole winter. So they asked him why. They said, been again nittled, there's different svek one when nittled is the old calendar, the new calendar. So you just a whole winter, he doesn't want to... No, Miss another he didn't put on and They asked him why. He says he doesn't get into politics. Rashid Abin Atam. He doesn't get involved in Machlaikas. There's so many Machlaikas, and so he just stays away from all Machlaikas. Okay. Urigilin loymar. Now Toysavis explains, Vos epes. epes. There's no research. loymar. It's, it's, it's rugal. It's, it's customary to say that this minig is actually for women, not for men. Shehoysif ha-mokim yomtef b'rish the Rebbeinu of Hamakim is Hashem. Hashem added a yomtiv for women under Shchaidush that they should have a minig and treat it like a yomtiv. Why? This is not This was a special reward that they did not acquiesce. They did not surrender to do the the golden calf. When they came to Aaron and they said, "I say, well, we don't know what happened to Moshe." So Aaron responded in Parshas Kisisa, Aaron told all the men who came to him, "Go." Your women have a lot of jewelry. Why don't you remove the jewelry and give it to me? But what does the pasuk say? He told them, "Go to your wives. They have plenty of jewelry." Lepoil, they only gave them. The, they gave him their jewelry. Why? Because they came to their wives. And Their wives said, "Get out. We're not giving anything." The women refused to give their nosebands. Nezamim are nosebands which was a very common jewelry at the time. And from that was created the Egel azov as a schar for the women's commitment and loyalty and sobriety. They were given a special yomtif, which is Rishchidosh. So Teisviz is explaining where this minute came from not to work on Rishchidosh, because it became a woman's yomtif. I guess many men said, my wife is not working, I should work. <laughs> but that Teisviz doesn't say, I'll call upon them. this is the source.
0: The also no. So they also have the... For
1: them, it was, every day is Yomtev. Levim then the Kayan and Bechlan, their whole uh, avoidance was different. I mean, they were business in went. Bakken Shinaru anyway. What? It's
0: Bakken Shinaru, you do it, no? It's all. It's
1: yeah. Good. It's, the source of a Pika de Rebeleza. Pika de Rebeleza, it says. The Rishchidosh is a, yes. it Rish a, a Minnig for... Huh? It's they don't do Malach.
0: Dreamy at an egg. That's what is. The is the <laughs> like chalamayid,
1: like Chalamayad. They treat it like chalamayid.
0: Will she work twice as hard? <laughs> no. huh? I tell her I do what she wants me to do. I do work not working. Far. I help her out that
1: day. It's brought in svarim. What's the shayches? What's the connection? Because the women didn't do the egel, so therefore they were given a sascharish chaydish. Like, what's the connection? The eagle didn't happen on Sheidus. The eagle happened uh, to Zion Tamos. They came to Adam, right? He made the eagle to Zion Tamos. Yud Zion Tamos, they the started to worship it. Maybe they didn't
0: give it because of the eagle. Maybe they didn't give it because the same but way, if difficult. you go to your wife today, you say, no, Listen, I got to pain everything for the Zul. Can I have your earrings? And she looked at you and. That that was the women huh? didn't give they did not donate they to they they the egg. They 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 right. when it came, no because I'll tell
1: you why because he contrasted to the Mishkan
0: yeah, the,
1: the Mishkan it says the women ran first to give for the Mishkan they gave The they brought the mirrors so, but so and here it was Dafka and he said, "Go to the women." But the boy, they couldn't—he couldn't, couldn't bring—they couldn't bring from the women. Uh, so Chazal knew, huh? to say, ah, so to push things
0: off." He knew to say, "Go to the women." Go to the women. He so thought there'll be an issue. Yeah. Aaron understood. he yeah. 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 worked with the family, the family council, yeah.
1: you know, So, so know, the question know. is, why does Shchay? Why is the scar? So one of the reasons that's given is because the Chetah Eagle came from a mistake. The mistake was in Egypt, the Egyptian philosophy was that the Mazalus run the world. Which was one of the ideas of idolatry. That even if God exists, he delegates. He delegates everything to the galaxies and stars. And Chay Nissen is Mazal Tle. The, the heavenly constellation where the sun, where you see the sun, the background behind the sun, as we learned, is the group of stars that look like a sheep. Ear is the month of Sher, which is a bull, right? It's called, uh, uh, what's the month Taurus. of Nesim? Arius. Aries. Arius. and Taurus, right? The second is Taurus, which is a bull. And then Sivan is Gemini, To'umim. So the Erev Rav, who were Egyptians, and then they came out, Yitzhah, Mitzrayim, they explained to the Jews that what happened was there was a fight between Tle and Shur, between the sheep and the bull. And basically, what happened was that uh, as a result of that the Jews left uh, left Mitzrayim because um, the the of the Egyptians was tleh of The of the Egyptians was a sheep that's why it was hard for them to makruv the carbon pesach from a sheep because this was their avodah the so basically what happened was the Sher won over the tleh so Egypt was defeated and that's why the Jews got out. So now, if you want to find favor in the eyes of the gods, you've got to stick to the bull. The bull is having a good days now. So therefore, they're going to create the eagle. So this was the concept that Hashem is distant. And basically, the, ro- the world runs through these various uh, stars, these various deities and all their powers. So that was the, the union of Chet to give tribute to the deity of Shur. The calf, of course, is, is, a, baby, is a baby bull, a baby cow. That was the vart. Essentially, what's the Machleikas here? Machleikas has to do with the sun and the moon. The difference between the sun and the moon is, the sun is very powerful. The sun is very stable. But the sun is very far removed. There's no Havam in it that anybody's going to the sun. The sun is extremely aloof. The sun is extremely remote. The moon, on the other hand, is physically much smaller, even smaller than the earth, and much closer to the earth. So the Ch'umas HaOilam, the nations of the world, their calendars are based on the sun. The Jewish people, their calendar is based on the moon. It's not stamma difference. It's also a difference in how we view the relationship with time. For them, the expression is Azav HaShem got It's God abandoned the earth. He may be the sun, he may be the source, but it's far away. It's very, very powerful. It's too big to deal with the details of the world. The moon, on the other hand,
2: yeah.
1: The moon changes, the moon fluctuates, the moon is, so to speak, closer to the earth, geographically and also emotionally. This represents that Hashem is not only aloof and transcendent, but also imminent, also in, also involved in the world. Women are compared to the moon, not to the sun. In terms of biology, it's brought in Svarim that the system of the moon is reflected in the feminine system as well waxing and waning two weeks into the whole system of the biological system of a woman reflects this orbit of the moon, which is a of but that's brought in Svanam. So therefore, they closer to the moon. Their conception also, therefore Hashem was much closer, intimate. So therefore, they refused and rejected the Chet HaEgel, because this whole philosophy they rejected. The Sechar that was given to them was the Sechar of which is the celebration of a new moon, which they are doyman le'levana, just like the luach of the Jewish people is doyman le'levana, which wanes and waxes. It goes through the different changes that human beings go through and bodies go through, which represents that Hashem is not only this unmovable cre- uh, being that is beyond and remains beyond and surpassed doesn't work for him to deal with the small stuff of the world. What is he going to deal with? Yitzhi not Yet Mitzrayim? But rather there is a closeness, there is an intimacy. Not only is he big, he's also small. Not only Ramal Kol Goyim HaShem, but also small. It's one of the explanations I saw once about the connection between Rishchidosh and they're not doing I'll Al upon him. so Toysfis argues with Rashi, there's no need to attribute it to Rish Hashanah. This works for every single month. They didn't want Rishchidosh to be delayed Al HaSafik because people take off work and there's no need for it. It's bitl melach, it's inconvenient and other problems, and therefore they light the torches not 31 at night, but 30 at night. Fight. Zogdagimar. hayu Messian Messus. How did they do this? How did they light the torches? So, what did the Mishnah say? Meviin klun soyes shall eris. They would bring long poles of cedar trees. They would take branches of cedar trees and bring long poles. And. They were lit. They were kindled on the top. They would add, they would tie around it, as we learned, reeds and balsam wood and, uh, and flax in order to make it even a stronger and larger flame. And they would light these poles. The edge of these poles would be lit. And this is how everybody knew that Rishchidosh happened. So now the Gemara goes into an interesting sugya about... Various cedar trees. We have klon which means poles of a cedar. Gemara, Amr Arba minei Arba minei arozim There are four kinds of eres. Generally, we translate eres as a cedar. He says, when we say the word eres, however, it includes four types of trees. One we call eres. One we call kasroim. One we call Eitz Shemen, and one we call Berosh. So, in other words, Erez is not only the name of one specific tree, the cedar tree, but it's also a general term, like a generic term, that can refer to different types of trees. Lamashal, it's time to give a in, in Mishnayis. We have a mesechta called Taras. Kalim, Alis, Negot. There's a called Taras. But there's also a whole Seder called Taras. So, when you say Taras, Taurus includes Masech Kalim and Olus and Agayim, and Param, Achshirin, etc. But Tahris is also a specific tractate among it. You have Koychav L'mashal, right? One of the Shiva Koych is called Koychav. And yet, Koychav is every star. So here too, you have Erez as a particular tree, and you have Erez as a generic uh, word for various trees. Erez, Kasrim Eitsh, Shemen, and Brush. What's Kasroim? amarav so Rav says, the other, th- the other three types will be identified shortly. But we're now discussing the second one, Kasram, Amarav, Adra. It is a tree that's known as an Adra tree. In the Beit Yamri, in the yeshiva of Epshilo, they call it Mavliga. The Kasram is not the Adra, it's the Mavliga tree. Some say zugulmish. it's the Gulmash tree. So three different opinions what the Kasram tree is. Whether it is Adra, or it's Mavliga, or it is Gulmish. Three interpretations of the tree. Rabbi <speaking in> Huda's <Hebrew> statement that there are four kinds of errors, but only four argues with Rabbi Rav Barav Huna, in the name of the Yeshiva of Rav, <speaking in Hebrew> there are ten types of errors, not four, but ten. Shenemar, and he quotes a passage from Yeshayim, and we have here the whole pasuk. Yeshayim Hanavi prophesies, prophesizes about the future, and he says, "Etain baMidbar, I will set in the wilderness. I will place in the wilderness." Which is a novelty that you'll have this in the Midbar. Erez shito, Hados, Hadas Etshemen Asim I will place in the desert. Biroysh, Tidhar, Usa Asher, Yachtov, all together. So I will place in the wilderness, Erez, 1, Shita, 2, Hadas, 3, 8, Shem, 4. And in the Arava in the wilderness, I'll have Biroysh, which is 5, Tidhar is 6, Usa Asher is 7. And the Gemara goes through what this means. Erez, Arza. Erez is a cedar. Shita, Turnisa. Shita is the pine tree. That's Shita. Hadas is Asa, the myrtle branch, which we're familiar from, sukkus So we all know, we know the cedar, we have the pine, and we have the myrtle. Eight Shemen, Afrasma, the balsam tree. That's eight Shemen. Next, Berosh is Berasa, boxwood. Tidar is Shaga, which is, um, is the, fir tree. the fir tree. Ta'ashur, is Shurivna. Shurivna, we don't know, the Rashbam says, and Mababas said that we don't know what the Shurivna is. The other ones Rashi says, let's see Rashi, Amarav Idra, Kakshemailan, Kedamrinam a Masechta Beitzah, the Gemara famously says in Masechta Beitzah, that what? If somebody wants, a HaRotso Shneskaimun Nechasav, Yitabahen Adar, somebody who wants that his uh, real estate should remain, he should plant the other tree, Idra. so Rashi, Pinaya, that's the pine, that's Shita, right? Hadas, we said, is Asa. h is the balsam. Next is Brosh, is Brosa. Zakrashi, Busu Belaz, boxwood. Tidor, is Shaga, is Shaf, Belaz, which is translated here as Fir. Zagdigamor, honey, Shiva, Hava. You just said 10, but these are only 7. No,
0: we, what saying, these, these are part of the Eres. Family. Yeah, when you
1: say Eres, it includes so what
0: are 10 you types.
1: Shittim to the Midbar. I'd say okay, so Shita i say shittim. here know. is pine. Here's shittim is pine. Rashi says pinaya, turnissa. So when
0: so they the SHL,
1: how did they get it in the Midbar, how did they get... Uh, no, this is a navu on the Asit. In other words, it's a Kiddush that there's going to be, that you're going to have this in the desert. It's not a... It's not a, Yeah, that's why he says, may I inhale the Midbar. How did they have the wood in the Midbar? Because this looks like it's a Kiddush. Yeah. In other words, the Navi is describing various wondrous things that are going to happen in the future when Mashiach comes. So one of them is that these types of trees are going to grow in the no. Midbar, in the wilderness. So the Gemara says, I don't understand. And they're going to be together. The fact that they're together means it's not a coincidence. All together means it's a wondrous, wondrous phenomenon. So uh, Rabbi Baravuna says, these are all included in the word Erez. The word Erez includes all these. fact the Gemara, it's not ten, it's seven. We're just had seven. We only have seven. So the Gemara, when Yavdimi arrived to Babylonia, Omar he said, The sages added another three trees to the seven listed, and that made a group of ten. And that is Aloinim, Almoinim, and Almugin. And the Gemara explains Aloinim is Butmi. Butmi are elms. Those are Aloinim, Butmi, elms. Rashi says, Butmi Ulme Balas, we call it in English, we call it Elms. Next Almoinim Baluti. What's baluti? Rashi says Tsirvaka kabalas. we call it Oak. Shigdalin Baipeda Shikroin Glianda, Bluti is oaks. The third is Almugin Kasisa, which is coral. Rashi says Kasisa Min Aita Bakar Kahayam. Coral, botanically, is not Mamish a tree, but it looks like a tree. And it comes up from the earth of the tree, Ushmoy Kuralo. That's what it's called in English. I believe it's called Coral, C-O-R-A-L. Let me give you a description of this, because it's going to be very relevant now. From the Arts school Gemara, he says as follows. This is a tree-like structure that grows from the floor of the sea, as Rashi says. Coral is essentially a limestone formation. It's produced by the action of colonies of tiny marine creatures, tiny sea creatures, which take calcium from the surrounding sea, deposit it around their bodies. One type of this is called precious coral, or red coral. It grows in a tree-like formation. It's found in the Mediterranean Sea. This precious coral is often polished and carved into beads and other jewelry and ornaments. Technically, then, coral is not a tree in the botanical sense, but it's called a tree because of its tree-like shape. If you check up images of coral, you'll see it's really beautiful. It's, uh, it's really a beautiful formation. It looks like a tree. So basically what happens is, it's like a limestone formation. That's where a lot of limestone they take. And it's produced by, you have tiny marine creatures in the sea. They produce it basically. They have these colonies. They take calcium from the surrounding sea and around their bodies... They put up these. Uh, they put up these formations. So when you look at it, it looks like a tree. It's not technically botanically a tree. It comes from cacao seed, but it has the formation. It has the formation of a tree, and some of it is very expensive. We will soon see. Extremely precious. It's called precious coral or red corral. and it's like a. It's an ornament. It's a jewelry that's used for beads and ornaments, as the gemara is going to explain. So this is the third Almugin. So this completes our list of ten. So we added the elms, we added the oaks, and we added the corral, the Ados, almugim.
0: Are those all these trees are collect, connected to the arasim? Why are they all part of the arasim? The arasim is a strong tree, uh, huge.
1: What's the connection to edas? Yeah, we
0: yeah. family. How do you know this family? This one is the, the, yeah, seed, one, the going to be in the midwest. You're going to have it. belongs in the Mediterranean going you are going to go in the midwest, you're going to see this right next to an oak tree. You're going to see a coral tree. I mean generally generally the baral
1: says here that uh, they bring the, the Mafarcia bring that the eres is considered C-O-R-A-L. C O R A L Coral. that's not what it means. What?
0: It's a coral tree, he said.
1: No no no. This is this is this is in the sea. Kakayama. Yeah. It looks like a tree. No, but
0: there is something called the
1: Oh, shri, okay. Something else, well, yeah. With
0: red leaves,
1: That's yeah. Interesting. So the eres okay. is considered a very prominent tree. You have it, in fact, in Chumash very often, right? Mm-hmm. You have Parah Duma. You have the eight eres. Para. eres balvon and yizga. The eres is considered a very prominent tree. So the Gemara the Maral says here that the Maru finds it important to explain what the eres is and the name eres what it includes. Right. Zagdigamaravaitr, Dimi added these three. Ikadamri, others say the last three are not Aloinim, Almoinim, and Almugin, which basically are elms, oaks, and coral, but rather Aroinim, Armoinim, and Almugin. Aroinim, Armoinim, and Almugin. So, that's a little different. The last one remains the same. But the first two, from aloinim and almoinim, it became aroinim and armoinim. Okay? So the think what's aroinim? Aroinim is ore. Ore are? Aroinim are ore. Ore are, orrei are uh, laurels. Rashi says luri yu shei ma'ilan ve Laurels. Armoinim, what's armoinim? armoinim. Dulvi. Yes, yeah. Chestnuts. Rashi says, Armoinim Dulve, Kashtenaya. Kashtenaya are chestnuts. That's, and Almbugan, we already said, is Kassisa, coral. Now let's remember that Armoinim actually have a very significant concept in Chumash because Yaakov Avinu, when he deals with the sticks, with love and sheep, so it says Yaakov took Makal Livna, Lach, Veluz, Armoin. Armoin, right? So the Targum says. Iron is, as the Gemara says here, Dadluv, which we call chestnuts. Okay. Zog the Gemara. Let's see how they used to obtain this coral from the sea. This coral that we just described as Almugin, which was very, very precious and very expensive because of its beauty and its rarity. How would they extract it from the sea? It was not easy. It was deep in the sea. How would they get it? So the Gemara brings it through a very interesting Posik. The Posik says
0: what is it called the what? Is it saying
1: over here? You want to know if it's called errors or not?
0: It's been, the
1: first thing is mecha memka when it comes to sale. In other words, if I say I'm selling you errors, but we don't specify the species. According to Rabbi Yehuda, you can only give from these four that he counts. Right. Which is Erez, so Katroim, Eitz Shemim, and broish. That's according to Rabbi But He makes an
0: adob and shul. Though. I'm giving the klinsois for the high sois. I'm donating the all right. the klinsois. For Erez, right.
1: And according to Rabbi Yehuda, you could give the ten the ten minim that he enumerates. The seven of Yeshaya, plus the other, the last three. But again, the last three, there was a Machlaikas. <laughs> Yeshaya Hanavi gives a nevuah. And the nevuah is that from the Beis HaMikdash, when Mashiach comes, a stream is going to flow from the Beis HaMikdash. So he says, Even a Tsi Adir will not be able to pass it. Meaning, Tsi Adir is a mighty ship. Tsi is a ship, and Adir is mighty, strong. Even a mighty ship will not be able to cross this river that's going to issue forth from the Beis HaMikdash which Yeshaya Hanavi prophesizes in Pereklam and Gimel. So he says, There's going to be a river, but even a mighty ship will not be able to cross this river. That's how powerful it's going to be. So therefore, we're going to describe, what's this ship? This mighty ship is a ship that we used to call, in his day, a large Burni ship. Right? This was the Titanic of the day. Yeah. Burni Doyla, a big, large Burni, Burni ship. Yeah. That's Tsi Ade. In the Targum he says, Burni Rapsit. Tzi is Burni. won't be able to pass because it's too big. The no, current, no.
0: Current. the current. The, current
1: the gonna waters rise. are going to flow so, so forcefully, yeah. so powerfully, that even a mighty ship will not be able to traverse these, these waters. What was the purpose of this Borneesh ship? What was it used for? What was it done? she says, What was it made for? It wasn't a ship that was made to travel, because then there were other big ships. It was made for a specific purpose, and this is how it comes into this Gemara, where we're talking about the coral. And he explains as follows, They would bring 6,000 men and employ them for 12 months. Or others say, Or 12,000 men and employ them for 6 months. it was 6,000 people for 12 months. Or the other way, 12,000 men for 6 months. And they, these thousands of men, would load this ship, which we call bur Nigdaila, they would load this ship with sand. Color sand A until it would settle on the seabed. so they had to have an enormous uh, amount of manpower. It wasn't necessary Stop. This ship had to go out deep into the corals where the corals were coming out of the sea. That's where they would put the ship. and they had to bring the sand with little boats all the way from the port deep into the sea, where the coral formations were growing out of, as Rashi said, hayam, the sea uh, the bottom of the sea and they had to bring with little boats all these sand, and they would fill the ship with sand. So it was the whole process of bringing, ferrying the sand to the port and from the port, where the ship was situated, basically in the coral field, deep, deep in the sea, and they had to load the sand, and soon we're going to see unload the sand, and therefore they had to have all these people. bar So basically, putting the sand on this ship, it would settle on the seabed. The ship would go down on the seabed. A diver is a diver would go down. the Qatar, he would tie atune de He would tie ropes of flax to the roots of the corral. He would go down to the roots of the corral and tie coral, okay? and tie ropes of flax. Why ropes of flax? Rashi says, is sand, the bottom of the ship, would go down to the to the bottom of the sea. But the ship would not sink. Because you could still see it. It would protrude. Why? The Where this uh, coral grows, it was not so deep. So therefore the sea would not be submerged. It would still protrude. Baramai Rai Malumad Lashad banahare. somebody who knows how to swim, he's a diver. Vikhatura pishtan. He would take ropes of flax, Pishtan, why? Shaheen cautionly linotic, because they're very tight, they're very strong, it's hard to detach them. One part of the rope he would tie to the root of this coral tree. And the other top, the other side he would tie to the ship. Now what would happen? Vikater <laughs> Luhu he would tie the other ends of the ropes to the ship, one end to the roots of the coral, and one end to the to the ship, the Natli now they would take the sand, the shadu librai, and they would cast it overboard. They would throw it out, libroi outside. What would happen now? The Kama Medalya as the ship. Is rising, basically, as the sand is removed, um, the swiftness, the what is it called, the buoyancy, the buoyancy, the buoyancy of the ship of the ship increases. So now, what happens? with the medalia As the ship, the buoyancy of the ship, the speed of the ship is increasing because they're removing the sand, so it rises. As the ship rises, it would uproot. It would uproot. The coral from the seabed, and it would bring it. Masya would bring it to the surface. The coral is so valuable; it's exchanged. It would be exchanged. One measure of coral would be exchanged for two measures of silver. That's how expensive and precious it was. Plus, parvasahavin. There were three ports. Two were considered. Aramoi territory and Khada the Bay Parsoi and one was considered Persian territory. The Bay Aramoi from those in the Aramoi territory, Mask and Kasisa, they would bring up coral. The Bay Parsoi, those in the Persian territory, Mask and Marganiyasa, they would bring up pearls. Or Mekarva Parvayasa the Mashmahig. And it was called the port of the kingdom. Rashi Ba they would take the sand, they would cast it overboard, as they threw away the sand, the ship was now rising, rising from the water, and in the process, remember, there was a rope, that was tied both, to the formations of the coral and the ship, it would uproot the roots in the sea, and they would bring it to the port, they would bring it to the port, it was so expensive, that, as he says, basically, it was so valuable it was exchanged. One measure was exchanged for two measures of silver. they had to pay yeah. their salaries and make some profit also. Why
0: couldn't they get the bar-a-meru? To get down then tie, and cut it down. Tie, cut it down. It's is very, that. very hard. It's, it's, very hard.
3: Like it's
1: like limestone. You have formations of limestone. What is he supposed to do? The
0: ship could the that's what the ship did. It was a huge ship.
1: It was a huge ship, so the ship would be able to uproot it and uplift it, and they would bring it to the port. There's
3: no in the water. Huge because it would go deep all at once. Any it up all Anything could push weight, dead weight. How dead?
1: That's why they put the sand, and then they th- they they remove the sand, and the ship went.
0: Listen, a ship, a ship naturally, it floats dead in the
1: right. water. It's not dead weight. <coughs> it has like, a buoyancy. So when something is buoyant and you're forcing it down with the sand, now you take the sand off, naturally it rises with force, with momentum. You're with kayak, with ferociousness.
0: No. it's no. very
1: It's it's for it's formed in the seabed.
0: It's formations in the seabed. No, it's
1: not a tree. It's we call it a tree. It's not a tree. It's stone.
3: Yeah, it t- when you have stone it, 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 it on the ground, the it's not deeply rooted, but it's it's it's, them, uh, it's very heavy. To huh? to, to uh, it,
1: like yeah, remember know, this is before uh, the industrial, industrial revolution. Right. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, it's just,
3: how it's, how they go down? How they figure this
1: out? They had scuba divers. I scuba divers. You have been to coral? Yeah,
2: with tanks or without tanks. Even without tanks, just with a snorkel,
0: you can go down and swim around coral. Yeah, sure, it's not that deep. Not that deep. It's,
1: it's very nice, huh? It's beautiful, yeah. And the and fish. The
0: Hashem sends thousands of swimming. fish swimming around in it. It's
1: beautiful. I saw. I saw videos of it. I see the,
3: it's the colors. Like of it. a different right. world. Swim in the middle of it, huh? Another world. So yeah. what is the cor- what is the, the coral itself? It like a tree.
0: It, like it looks like a tree. You were in the Mediterranean? The Mediterranean. The Mediterranean. Exactly. Where did you do this? This, this is... Uh, it's not um, I don't know if the floor off the floor is
3: also... It was, um, but this was in the Red Sea or in the Perth yeah. as well? he's
1: probably talking yeah. about the Mediterranean. Yeah. That's That's what I'm talking about
0: Persian uh, territory in Iran. Uh, well, was not the Mediterranean. Red sea. No. He went off Greece.
3: So to this use. is called yeah. Erez, yeah. That's what he's saying. Right. Yeah. So they yeah. burn. Yeah. 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 No. Six thousand. No.
1: This is not Mamasha tree. He's just saying this in the word Erez, This is included. Not that they use this for for. the fire. He's not saying they use this for the fire. First of all, it's stone.
0: Stone. It is, yes. 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 So limestone, limestone, I think, right? It's limestone. limestone. Huh? I don't understand but, but it's why fragile the also. This altogether. They just describe the poles for the torches. It oh. has two qualities very mean, tall the and religion? burns well.
3: So why all this extra? I don't understand. Why the, the whole thing. story? It's the, the, the trees same. that are the tallest. And they want
1: to burn it the bed. the a Alpinigla alpinista. Alpinigla, it's a discussion what Ed is.
0: What <laughs> 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 <It> should
3: be So, is something Everything that has a Okay,
1: so let's just finish it. So, divers would extract Pearls from the seabed of the port. That is what the Persian, in the Persian territory they did. And it was called the port of the kingdom. And the Gemara says, the Gemara finishes here, Amr Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan says, of Parvus says, Porto Belaz, which we call a port. French is Porto. Belash mission, it's called Nama, which is still called a port. maskin Margini Yosem, Mikarko Yisayam, Aidei Baram Eiroi. Again, they would send a diver to bring up pearls because there were three different ports and uh, and the Persians would bring up pearls o so parvasa was called the port of the kingdom a port of the kingdom because they would bring up pearls which were royal aristocratic
0: they bring up oysters, huh? Right? Yeah. The, uh? They would bring up oysters. They would bring up pearls. They're not pearls, lying in the caca. Yet. Right, they're, right. The pearls are so basically well. That uh, itself is
1: uniquely best. expensive, huh Oyster, oyster,
0: right.
1: Which is also incredibly how it forms pearls yeah, because oh, of its yeah. irritation. Yeah. Right. Basically, it's the irritation, right, that That's produces the pearls, ah? Amr Reb Yochin Reb Yochin and said, "Call Shitta B'Shitta Every pine tree that the conquering Gentiles took from Yerushalayim, Hashem is going to restore to her in the future. Restore to Yerushalayim in the future. Nehmar, the pasuk says in Yeshayah, as we just quoted, I will place in the wilderness the cedar and the pine. Literally, we translate Midbar as a desert. But he's explaining Midbar as Yerushalayim. Nehmar, the pasuk says in Yeshayah, in midbar shmama. Basically, Tzion has become a midbar. Yerushalayim has become desolate. So Yerushalayim is called a midbar. So this midbar, every pine tree that they took from Yerushalayim is going to come back. Rabbi Yochanan said, "Anybody who learns Torah but doesn't teach it, ba midbar. He's like a hadas in the wilderness. The hadas is a very fragrant tree, but in the desert it goes unappreciated. Nobody could gain from it." So somebody is learning Torah, but he doesn't impart Torah to others. It's a wonderful hadith but nobody gets anything from it. Iqadamri. others say, Rabbi Yechina said a little different, Kala Torah, somebody who learns Torah, um melamda b'makam sheen talmidich and he teaches it in a place where there are no other talmidich hachamim, doy melahadaz b'midbar de chaviv. In a positive sense, he becomes like a hadith in a midbar because he's so unique, it's so precious, it's so rare, that therefore, it's unique. Everyone so appreciates it because there's no other thing. Rabbi Yohanan said the third thing, Woe unto the Gentiles, there's no remedy for them. In other words, what do I you mean there's no remedy? What they destroyed, they will forever know is irreplaceable. Shnemar, the Pesach says, again, Yeshayah Hanavi says, instead of copper, I'm going to bring gold. Tachas Habarzel, in place of iron, I will bring silver. Tachas in place of wood, I'll bring copper. Tachas in place of stones, barzel. I will bring iron. So basically, Yishai Hanavi is prophesizing that Hashem is going to inspire the nations of the world to basically make many restitutions, to give much to Eretz Yisrael, to the Jews, for everything they stole from Eretz Yisrael. In the years of Golos, that's how the Rabdak explains. So for all of these things they took, they're going to replace it and replace it with more. However, Rabbi Yochanan says, Tachas Rabbi Akiva But in place of Rabbi Akiva and his colleagues who they murdered, what are they going to possi- pl- possibly bring instead of them? On them it says, damam I will cleanse the nations of their other sins, but from the blood V'nikesi, I will cleanse them, but them for the blood that they shed, Casey this I will not cleanse them. and his Chavedim were brutally murdered by the Romans for the crime of studying and teaching Torah, as the Gemara describes at the end of Brachas. It says, V'nikesi, even if I'm going to clean up their sins, that I'll clean, but them the blood that they poured, like nikesi says, Rabbi says some things there's no takana, it's just irreplaceable. F-
0: it makes...
1: Nikoim, but not nikesi. No, not nikesi. Nikoim is revenge. Nikesi is day- clean it.
3: Oil- yeah, so takana tachan- means sometimes r- you
1: do something and you can't fix it. Sometimes you break something and you fix it. Some things you can't fix; it's
3: irreplaceable. Uh, there's no remedy for what they did. Okay, uh, you murdered the Akiva and the Chavida.
2: do back; it's just everything.
1: Kesef, zav, mechayishes, al but uh, some things are irreplaceable. Rashi says I'm going to clean up everybody from the other sins but not from the blood that they shed of the Jewish people right the last line of the page So let's recall, the Mishnah said, the last Mishnah, Davchav Beis, Amut Beis, spoke about the fact that in the beginning they used to light torches in order to let everybody know when Rish Chodesh was. So the end of the Mishnah was telling us where they, where they lit these torches, and basically, he enumerated five mountains. The first one was Haramishcha, Harazesim, the Mount of Olives. And then they saw it on a mountain called Sratva. And then they saw it on a mountain called Grufina. that's number three. They saw it on a mountain called Chivron. And then Beis Bilton, that was the fifth. Beis Bilton, he would wait with the torch until he finally saw that the Jews in the Diaspora, and the Goila, meaning in Babylonia, it looked like a bonfire. Because once it hit there, once they saw it over there, everybody lit flames, as the Gemara is going to explain. So that was the last location, base built in. So we have five locations, five <coughs> mountains within Eretz Yisrael from where they began, right near Yerushalayim, Yirush, which is Haraz and then they went off, further and further. So the Gemara is now going to discuss this. So my and is... Mishnah said, from where would they light these torches? So again, we'll we have mehara mishcha tisrat, v'srat fa grufinu, grufinu, te chivran, beis and then ume beis builtin, the Mishnah says, lo <speaking in Hebrew> they did not move from there, he would rather wave the flames, the torch. He was moylechum maybe, he would wave it back and forth and up and down until he saw the entire diaspora, kimiduras esh, it seemed to him, to the man holding the torch, up on the the mountain of Beis Bilton, like a bonfire. Frek the Gemara, my base Bilton. What is this place called Beis Bilton? Amarav. So Rav said, Chav Gimelam the top, Zubiram. This is the location today known as Biro. So the Siv Sechachamim writes that the Mishnah, the Gemara doesn't ask about the other places. Sratva, Garfina, Chivram. Now, Harazayim, Haramishcha, we all know where that is. Right? People go there till today. The east of Jerusalem. You go to the Harabayis, right? The east of the Harabayas, you'll see, you go east and you meet Harazayim. But the Gemara doesn't even ask on the other three places not Sratva, Grufinna, and Chivra. The answer is, as soon the says, because probably their names remained intact in the na- time of the Gemara. There was no question, my base. Uh, any of these mountains. No. But Beis Bilton, apparently the name was changed. So when the Gemara was addressing the Mishnah, they already didn't know what Beis Bilton is. So they asked, What's base Bilton? So Rav said, it's the location called Biram. the Gemara My Goyla. What do we mean by Goyla? It says that in Base Bilton he would see Roya Kolha goyla. He would see the whole exile. What do you mean the whole exile? <laughs> What, did he, what does he? Huh? What's Yeah, the whole world. I mean, what's the whole I everywhere mean, out of it to show? Yosef. In other words, it can't mean that he saw Mamish the whole, even the whole country of Bavel, the whole Babylonian country, which would be present day Iraq, right? And could be even parts of Iran. He saw the whole thing from base built in. I mean, that would be impossible. Amr Yosef. Yosef said Zupum It's referring to a particular city in Bavel. Which is the city of Pumpadissa. In other words, Goila can't mean he saw the whole country of Babylon, the whole Babylonia. He saw Pumpadissa. So basically, until Pumpadissa he could see, Pumpadissa today is associated. it's near this city uh, Fallujah in Iraq, right? Fallujah, Iraq, a lot of action there. So that is associated either with Pumpadissa or right near Pumpadissa. was
0: to Nardot, further east.
1: Further east. Nardo was further east. Pumpadissa is closer east. Which and I mean, closer right. west. In other words, closer right. to right. Israel. Right. Thank you. Which, which was, was Pumpadissa. Pumpadissa, yeah. And Pumpadissa was the main center, so <clears throat> to speak. The main center. Jews and lived everywhere. Right. So the main center of Jews in Babel was Pumpadissa. P- it was closest closer to Eretz right? So when you go from Eretz you to, to reach Iraq, to reach present-day Iraq, you have to go east, of course, and also north. Parts of Iraq are parallel to Eretz Yisrael. If you just go east, you'll hit Iraq. But parts of it are north, north Eretz Yisrael. So
0: what happened? During the bubbles- they went right there. They went.
1: yeah I'm sure they dispersed I,
0: I understand but if they both of them have a Mopedisa what did that happen the first army is on the first stop okay Mopedisa you know, 90% off people you know, right they do not or wherever else they're going it's a minority it's much they it took them. this was in, in this is right they were instead because uh, that's not the of the it's the that's yeah,
1: this first only Yeah, Baghdad is more east. Right. In other words, further from Eretz Israel. is, of course, west from Bavo Pumbedisa is closer. Pompadissa is west from Baghdad, so closer to Eretz Also, the invasion,
0: I'm West
1: from the start. Euphrates, we're the west from the Euphrates River as well. West from the Har pros and of course, west from the Chidekel, which is the Tigris River. Today,
0: what border is that with Eretz Well, you have to get
1: through Syria. You have to go through Syria, right? Syria. Syria. So when you go east and north from Eretz you right, hit Syria. That, right. And then from Syria, you go to uh, so, so to Iraq. And then Iran.
0: So the biblical Eretz Syria was there also.
1: Yeah, of course. Listen, the promised of Romavin was till the Euphrates River. Ad had got on the All the way to Iraq. Well probably it was somewhere in that area
0: over there.
1: Yeah, I'm saying at the I'm saying the edge. The edge of Yisrael to be able to see Pumpadusa that Pompadissa would be able to see them. No
0: mountains there? Huh? No mountains there? No what? The mountains, mountains. You saw him or saw him No mountains. Black. I,
1: I guess it's from base built-in. There was a view yeah, to Pompadissa. Was it a map?
0: Does it have it on a map? Base built-in. Do we know where, base is, built-in? Do do we know where it's built-in now? Maybe it's so, right there, but it's inside there. Yeah, it's
1: closer to Iraq yeah. in other words you went through Arches from Shalom, you went up you went up north, you went east right, and at some point it was base built in over there it was Lavdaf in the territory that we call today Eretz right. it could have been it's much well, further, Syria, now. Syria yeah, I'm saying it was not necessarily in our territory what we call Eretz today, Israel
0: that it's from Eretz because
1: all these places are Eretz Yisrael. No, in other words, it seems like all the Mount Thais was saying that all the mountains seemingly were in Eretz Yisrael.
2: Hmm.
1: I think that's his point. It wasn't outside already of Eretz like in Bavel, like in Bavel or in Syria. But again, what we're calling Eretz Yisrael here is Remember, in times of Taisvus, Jews didn't rule over Eretz Israel. The times of the Gemara, Jews didn't rule over Eretz Israel. So they were discussing what is the, you know, what are the ideal border, what are the real borders, the authentic borders of Eretz Israel that Hashem gave the Jewish people. So that extends further north and further east. Remember the Jews when they settled, they also had Eved HaYarden. They had Trans Jordan, right? Today's Amman, today's Jordan was also part of Eretz Israel. Okay, it had different halakh, some different halachas, but uh, the Bnei Gad, the I mean, originally by the first base I mean, Hamikdash, they all settled there, Trans Jordan. So, and again, that's already more east. That's already closer to Iraq, Jordan. So, if you go north, you hit Syria. If you go east, you go to Jordan, and then Iraq is to the east of that. Okay. So Rabbi Yosef says, this is Pompadissa. You know, I did see, can I just look at something over there?
2: Certainly.
1: Sure. I know Rashi says in Sanhedrin, they bring that it used to be, Nahardah used to be the center, and then it was changed to Right.
2: Nahardah
1: used to be the, the third, center.
2: The
1: of, right? Oh yeah, yeah, okay, I saw it, yeah. Nahardah was the principal center of the Babylonian diaspora in the times of the Mishnah. Makes
0: sense.
1: So when the Mishnah says here, Haggoyle, we would say it's Nahardah. Yet Naharda was destroyed by the kingdom of Tadmar, Talmara. There was a the war, huh? Persian
0: Palmeran
1: War. Yeah, there was a war between the, known as the Persian Palmeran War. Tadmur is in the Lashana Gemara. And because of this war in the early times of the Amirayim, basically after the death of Shmuel, <coughs> so in the times of Ravan till the times of Raven Shmuel, the center was Naharda, which is further east. Nahardah is near the Euphrates River. However, after this war between Bavel and the kingdom of uh, Palmyra, Tadmur, so what happened was...
0: Which was closer to the Persian
1: border, at least. Not. Yes, yes. So the famous yeshiva of the Nahardah and the main population of Jews, which was in Nahardah, they relocated to Pumpadissa, which is pretty close. So the later Amirayim, like Rabbi Yosef, who's speaking here I'm Rabbi Yosef, right? When he was describing the goyla, the main Jewish community in exile, who is he talking about? He's talking about Pompadissa. Even though he's explaining the Mishnah. And in the Mishnah's times, it's Nahardah. But he's he's describing, right, the reality then. The reality then is that they want, who should see the torches? The Jews living in Pompadissa because that is where the we main settlement of the Jews are.
0: physically couldn't see it very close. No, I think Narada is pretty close to Pupadissa, but it's more east, right? So this
1: huh? is associated with Fallujah, but Narada is more east than Pupadissa. Huh? But if they ran it's to close. escape... How
2: close? Once 33 minutes, uh, 23, 30, 25, 24, 3, the other
0: one is 23, 30, 35, they're
1: So they're very close to each other. How okay.
0: close could it be? It would mean no running away if you're running...
1: That's when Pompadissa was a garrison. Maybe. Zagta Gemara Vajter. Tana, we learned in Abraissa, uh, Maike Medurasech, what does it mean that he saw the whole diaspora as a f- bound fire? It obviously it can't mean literally that everything was up in flames. Tana, we learned in a Abraissa, what it means is every individual living in Pompadissa who saw the torch from base built in, <clears throat> would take his own torch in his own hand, and ascend to the top of his roof and wave it. And then when his neighbor saw it, he brought his torch up onto the roof. And so, all the Jews in the city were basically on their roofs with bonfires. So if you're looking from a distance, the whole pump this is literally on fire, so to speak. It
2: must have been very spectacular.
1: Yes. Yeah, so, the, so the whole Meghalla is Kimidura It's like one big bonfire. Tanya, we Brayse. breisa, Shimon ben Elozer Oimer, Shimon ben says, Our Mishnah enumerated every mountain where they lit a torch until the Jews of Babel sought. And once the Jews of Babel sought, you were good to go. Now, of course, once Pumpadissa was on fire, places closer to Pumpadissa or further from Pumpadissa also sought. So they also knew. Right, so we understand that the news traveled fast, and of course the great advantage was that everybody knew when Rish was and everybody knew when Yamtif was. On the same night. The same night, the night after Rishkhajdish. Yeah. The night after, right. Tanya. So the only problem was Rishashana, every other Yamtif was completely covered, there was no issues. Tanya, but we learned to Bryce uh, that some other mountains here. Ibshim bin says, I want you to know there were other places where they were light torches. Avchharim, place called Kharim. Chayar, a place called Chayar, Vegeder, a place called Geder, and the Seha, her neighbors, meaning places around Geder, in all these places they would light torches. As Rashi says, Av Charem V'Chayar the first Rashi on top, Chav Gimel Amidbeis. in these places too, Masian Amasuas, but Rashi Harim On top of their mountains, they would also light torches. So now this is interesting. Our Mishnah ignores these places. So there's two explanations how to understand the emission, the fact that our Mishnah doesn't mention this. Ikadamri, some explain it, Be'niyu Be'ni Havakaimi. These mountains that Rabshima ben Allah enumerates in the B'raissa, Kharim, Chayer, Geder, and the places around it, were Be'niyu Be'ni Havakaimi. They were in between, Be'niyu Be'ni, in between the mountains that our Mishnah mentions. In other words, our Mishnah just mentions five. It goes from one extreme all the way to the end, but in between, there were other mountains that the Mishnah would skip over. That's one explanation. How to reconcile the two. It's time to make a debate and an argument would be quite illogical because this was information that's known and they would do it every single month. So it's time to make a machloikas and metzias is generally we try to avoid. So one interpretation is the Mishnah doesn't enumerate everything especially since it's not Negei Lemaisa. At, at at this point of the Gemara will be Nigel Misa when Mashiach comes, but there was not Nigel Misa, So if you don't know every mountain, you don't know every mountain. Iqadamri. Another interpretation is no. It's not that Mishnah doesn't admit anything. The Mishnah says everything. La Hachgisa Eretz have a kaimi. These places stood at another side. Hachgisa means on the other side of Eretz Yisrael. Mar Chashiv the high gisa or Mar Chashiv the Haigis. Our Mishnah is discussing and mentioning one side, and the Brayer of Shemilaz is mentioning another side. Meaning, the border of Eretz Yisrael that's facing Babylonia, right, exists in two planes, on the on the eastern side and then on the northern side. So, therefore, because remember, Iraq, present day Iraq and Iran are east from Eretz Yisrael, but they're also north from Eretz Yisrael. They go up north. So, therefore, he says. One, the Tan of our Mishnah is counting them from one side, and the Bryce is counting them from the other side. Rashi says, "Be'niu be'ni, the Hanukh the and have a kaim Be'niu be'ni means between the mountains of the Mishnah. You have these mountains. Another interpretation is, "Be'idch gisa shalayt Eretz Yisrael letzad bavel, shneitz dodim shalayt Eretz Yisrael letzad bavel." Two sides of Eretz Yisrael extend to Bavel.
0: Huh?
1: Yeah, the border of Ertesral, that's facing <coughs> Bava, goes to the east and to the north. So before, in both places, they were lighting torches. So our mission is speaking about one direction. And the Brahiz are talking about another direction. And in both, they lit torches. East of Ertesral and north of Eretz So they should be able to see it in Iraq. So it's not a contradiction. They're talking about different places. Now, of course, you could look up where they are. Why do you have to argue where they are? Take a look. But apparently in the times of the Amarim, they already didn't recognize these names. Not Khair Kharim And not Khair, not Geder. So they didn't know. They couldn't know if these are in between the mountains that the Mishnah discusses. Or they're not in between these mountains. They're actually on the border of Eretz Yisrael, but a different border. That's why you can have a Machlaikism. And that's what it says. Amar Rabbi and Rabbi Ay-Chinon said called between each one of the mountains in the Mishnah, Parsayas. You have eight Parsa. Between, the Mishnah mentioned five mountains, right? You remember. So between each one, Rabbi Yochanan said, you should understand the distance. The distance was eight Parsayas. A Parsa is basically 8,000 Amas. Generally, a Parsa, we always say, is four mil. In Gemara terminology, it's four mil. A mil is two thousand amas. An amma is approximately between a foot and a half and two feet. Depends how you measure it. There's arguments about the measurements. So a parsa is four mil. A mil is two thousand amas. So therefore, basically, a parsa is eight thousand amas. That's what it is. Parsa is four mil, and each mil is two thousand amas. A parsa is eight thousand amas. Eight parsayas, therefore. If a parsa is 8,000 amas, so 8 times 8, right, would be 64. MS? 8 times 8. So 8 parsayas would be 64,000 amas. So Rabbi Yochanan says between one mountain and another mountain, you have 64,000 amas. No, we had 5 mountains, and between each mountain, Rabbi Yochanan says you have 8 parsayas. A parsa is 4 mil. Right, So it's basically four, eight, 4 times 8. So it's 32 mil between one mountain and another mountain.
0: That's only the Mishnah's mountains. Have to little 32
1: little mountains. mil. A mil is approximately the size of a kilometer. The
0: mountains. That, does that yeah, the Mishnah's mountains. mountains. A mil is approximately
1: the size of a kilometer, which is of course shorter than a mile. So according to Reb Chaim no, it would be 32 kilo- 30 kilometers. According it's thirty-six kilometers.
0: From, from miles
1: would be less. From
0: the beginning huh? of the till the end of the torches. That's what we're going to do now. The the in miles
1: That's what we're going to do right now. Zog Kamahavaluhu. How many parsayas altogether? In other words, from the first torch to the last torch, thirty-two parsayas from the beginning till the end. Why? Because the Mishnah counts five places in between, right? Between one, two, two, three, three, four, four, five. (coughs) You have basically four spaces, each one is eight Parsayas. (coughs) So it's eight, sixteen, another two eights is thirty-two. So therefore you have thirty-two Parsayas in between. Thirty-two Parsayas. You see today that the distance... Between these places is a lot more than 32 Parsayas. Amr um, Abaye said something happened after the khurban Beis HaMikdash. istatum, istatum lehud The shorter ways have become plugged and sealed. And we're going in winding paths, and therefore it's much longer. The Ksiv success The prophecy of Hershey on the destruction of the Ten Shvatim, L'Chenin in, in Isachas, is Darkech Pasirim. Therefore I will I will uh, I will plug, I will cover, I will block your pathways basirim, with thorns. It says mm-hmm. I will create uh, borders in the Sivsa, it's pathways you won't find. So basically what he's saying is that Rashi says, dra-chi, va-achazu derecha and those who travel take winding pathways, so it's much longer. Reb Nachem by Yitzhak says, The source is this positive, it says, My pathways he made crooked. No, you're right. That's why the Mishnah, is just saying, I want to tell you how far it's from one mountain to get to the other mountain. Right, so he says eight Parsayas between each one. So it's 32 altogether. Take a look, travel. It's going to be much longer.
0: Right. It's
1: so it's the Gemara right. says, you're right. It's not our out. roads and our pathways. It's going to be much longer. I. so why does Rabbi say <coughs> it's 32 Parsayas? Rabbi Echenon was living after Chorben Beis HaMikdush, and the Mishnah was written after Chorben Beis HaMikdush, Right? But apparently to get from a mountain to another mountain, it's about vision. It's not about right. actually finding the highway or the pathway to get from one place to another place. Okay, so the Mishnah finished with the story of the torches and how they used to ignite the torches and the news traveled very fast from place to place until everybody knew. And then, finally in Bavel, it became clear when Rishchai is because the whole Pumpadissa was on fire. <laughs> there was a, a grand, a large courtyard in Jerusalem the name of this courtyard was called Beis Yazek, which the Gemara is going to explain why it was named this way. The house of Yazek. All the witnesses who arrived to testify about the new moon used to gather and stay in this courtyard. Sham. This was the place where Bezden would investigate their testimony. And so And Bezdin would arrange for them huge feasts, huge meals. B'shvil to gilin lavai. To make it an attractive place to come. They wanted witnesses should be accustomed to come. And they knew that there is a great meal. Even though to come and testify for the new moon is a mitzvah, to the point that you're allowed to desecrate Shabbos to come. So it's obviously a big mitzvah. Nonetheless, there was also a material incentive in addition to the mitzvah that you have to put food, you have, yeah, to, put have to put food,
0: food yeah.
1: you can have everything nice and good, but you need the food, so they had to make more suddhas to be mechav of the mitzvah, to make it more cherished by the witnesses, and therefore people would want to come, this was all in the Chatzah of Beis this is where they would have the big meals, the Mishnah says, in the beginning, the witnesses who came on Shabbos, so when they would arrive to that courtyard in Yerushalayim and Beis Yazik, they would not go from there. They would not leave there all day. We'll see in a moment why. Hiskerem Gamliel Azaken, Gamliel the Elder. He's called Gamliel Azaken, right? Instituted Shiyum mahalchen al Payim Amal Chol They should be able to move around outside, throughout Yerushalayim and outside of Yerushalayim, 2,000 Amas in every direction outside of Yerushalayim. All four directions. So let's see. Outside of Yerushalayim. So Rashi explains. Rashi explains. Rashi says when we say all the Adim gathered there and remain there, yeah, that was the place. But it's re- speaking about specifically on Shabbos when the witnesses desecrated the Shabbos to come from a far distance and testify, they would go to that courtyard. They wouldn't move from there. Why? Because they left Tchum Shabbos by the Yoyi ain't The is as follows. There is a Tchum Shabbos. I leave my city, let's say. You're allowed to go from your house. You're allowed to travel in the whole city. But once you leave the city, you have 2,000 Amos in each direction. 2,000 amas is permissible. Let's say around 3,000 feet or a little more. I reach that border, that's called Tchum Shabbos. If I stay there, great. What if I violate the halachas of Tchum Shabbos and I go out, even if I did it with permission, once I reach my destination, the halach is, for the rest of Shabbos I can only remain within an area of 4 cubits, around 6 or 8 feet. So therefore, these people, even though they were allowed to go outside of Chum Shabbos, because you're allowed to be Mechal Shabbos, Uh, uh, Eid of Tchumen. uh, And Eid of Tchumen allows you to extend the area you go. So let's say, before Shabbos, I put a meal at the border of the city, 2,000 Ames at the border, right? So on Shabbos, I could walk 2,000 Ames to my meal, and then from my meal, I have another 2,000 Ames. In other words, it's as though... I rested in that place Friday night when Shabbos came in, so I could now walk 2,000 Amas from there. So it can extend it. But here that wouldn't help. That wouldn't help. You're talking about huge distances. They're coming from all over Eretz Yisrael. The area of Khuman wouldn't help, right? So therefore, they were mechalos shabbos There were a lot of mechalos Shabbas. shabbos But once they came to the Chatzar, they had to remain in their Dalat But what do I mean in the Dalat In the Dalat they couldn't leave. Okay, one second. So that's what happened. Rebbe Gamliel Hazakim changed that. He changed it. Even though halachically, when you go Shabbos outside of the Dachum, you can't go outside of the four Amas. Now, when we say outside of four Amas, that means only if you're in the outside. For example, in the wilderness. Yeah, Here, where they're in a courtyard, four Amas doesn't mean... Huh? Yeah. Four Amis means the whole Chatzah. They can go in the whole Chatzah because it's mukaf mechitzahs. With so it okay. didn't mean they didn't move, they couldn't move outside of two feet, or four feet, six feet. It meant they couldn't move outside of the Chatzah, roaming Yerushalayim. But in the Chatzah, they could go around. That's why it says Chatzah was a big Chatzah. So it's not Yerushalayim, like...
0: Yerushalayim
1: had, uh, had the oh, so Teisvitz asks a question, Lechay Yerushalayim was of mechitzah. Right. So what, do you need a Chatzah? In other words, the whole Yerushalayim... So Teisvitz answers... Okay, we'll, we'll learn in Taisviz that this is already after Yerushalayim was breached. This Mishnah was written after Yerushalayim was breached. We'll see in a moment. So therefore, once they go into this place of the Mechitzas, the whole place is called, is, 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 is for Amos, and they could walk there. Rem Gamliel Hazaken instituted something new. Now, we call him Rem Gamliel Hazaken because basically, there were another two Rem Gamliels after him. His descendants, there were another two Leaders of the Sanhedrin also called Ram Gamliel. So that's why he's called the first one, the senior, the elder Ram Gamliel. He's called Ram Gamliel Azalkin. He instituted that they should be able to go 2,000 Amis outside of Yerushalayim in every direction as though they lived in the city. Remember, if somebody lives in a city when Shabbos comes in, so then the whole city is Arba amos. The whole city is called 4 Amis. And then they could go the whole city plus they could go another 2,000 amos outside of the city. So these people who left the Tchum and went out of the Tchum with permission, so the chachamer and Gamliel Hazuken, made a status that they have a definition of residents of Yerushalayim, people who were there before Shabbos. If they were there before Shabbos, you would let them travel in the whole city, plus 2,000 Amas. That was the change that he made. And he says, Veloyel This halacha was not only for the witnesses. Ella Av yalit. A midwife called the Chachama, who comes on Shabbos through the Tchum Shabbos in order to help a woman give birth? Somebody who travels a far distance on Shabbos to save people from a fire. Umin or from an enemy, a foe, an attacking foe, an attacking army. Umin hanor, or from a flood, a flood of a river, a tsunami. Umin or from a home that fell down on its residents. In all these places, people come from far to save the situations there are of course a lot of imima Shabas because it's an issue of life and death once they arrive there you don't say now they can only remain four amas they can only be Amas there or in the house where they are no they're like the people of the city who were there when Shabbos came in they could they could travel the whole city plus they could travel to they could walk two thousand amas from each direction rashi says the river suddenly rises, the tide, the tide, yes, and it floods the residents of the city and the children. So, therefore, a person is allowed to do anything to save them, including, of course, violate Chum Shabbos. So, when Gabriel Azakan instituted that, he is considered a member of the city. So Rashi says, this halach and the mission was talking about Shabbos. They came to the Chatzar, and they stayed there till Rem Gamliel's days. And then Rem Gamliel's days, he already allowed them to walk around the whole Yerushalayim on Shabbos, and even outside of Yerushalayim, 2,000 hours. So Taisvis here asks the question you asked. see? Because the is somebody who leaves the Tchum. In other words... He travels more than 2,000 Amas outside of the city on Shabbos, even though he was allowed to. al-dalar aladalalamas Wherever he stops, he's only allowed to walk there four Amas, if it's an open place, a public domain, or a forest, a wilderness, a park. Unless he's in a place where he is surrounded by a wall, like a house or a courtyard. Chol If he's in a courtyard, the whole courtyard is considered like four Amas, as the Mishnah says in Mesechus Erevin, that basically it says, non-Jews who take a Jew outside of the Tchum Shabbos unwillingly, they just slap him out. And they place him in uh, a deer is a stable. A stable or a sire is a place, huh? a corral, a corral. Yeah, a place where they keep animals or they keep fertilizer and they keep him there. So the halacha is that he's allowed to walk in that whole area because it's mukaf mechitz. So we see clearly that a chotzer is like dalarams. And that page, he speaks about the fact that basically there were rams, there were male rams that non-Jews brought on Yom Tif to a city called Mevar Chasa. The were male rams. The asu that came the mivrechasa and Rava allowed all the people for Yamtith to purchase these rams, even though the rams were brought from outside of the tchum. Shakola ircha shuvalem because the whole city is considered like dalaramos. So therefore, it's not a problem, even though they came mechutzl tchum. The non-Jews don't have a problem of tchum. Yeah, they brought these rams outside of the tchum. So Rava said, you can take these rams for Yamtif and Shach them and use them. Aye, how could you carry them from with these are to your house? The answer is, once you came to the place, the whole city is fine. So if the whole city is fine, why here the Ades had to stay in the Khatzer? And In Aidavin, he's talking about a city that was surrounded with walls. Because it was surrounded with walls, it was like a courtyard. So the whole city is considered Dalai Ramas. Huh? Um, uh, you could do it after Yom Tif. You could you could do it after okay. Tov If there was trust, we could learn Baits, You could do it after Yom For and has a So if Yom Tov has a chayma, why couldn't they walk around? And for toisves, <coughs> The is already addressing your Tov of later years. After the Greeks came and breached wall, breached all the walls, once the walls were breached sufficiently, it was already considered a public domain. So it's not anymore a chutz or hamokefus; it's a So once you pass, once you violated Chum Shabbos and you come into your shalim you can only walk Daladamas. Unless you're in a courtyard, you could stay in that courtyard. as the Gemara says again in Erev that once. Your was breached, it has a status of Rushusura. Well, Mihu, but Tysva says, however, it's possible that it's not so simple. Maybe you don't need the city to be walled in order to let a person walk through the city. The Ashkechan, we find a situation the We have a situation where a whole city is considered like four cubits, even without walls. So it's possible maybe to say that even without walls, a city should be called al Where do we see this? Again, in the pedek of Ketzad Ma'abran, he says there, He says there, a person is allowed to walk from his city to another city, as long as between the two cities there's less than 2,000 amas. And those 2,000 amas you don't measure from the edge of the city. Rather, you give a karpuf. A karpuf would be an extra enclosure, an extra piece of territory that's not settled. It's called a karpuf. As long as it's seventy around 70 amas outside of the city and from there you measure. You don't have to measure mamish from the border of your city, 2,000 amas, and if the other city is a little further, you can't walk there. You can give yourself a little extra, it's called a karp of 70 amas, like a, a extra territory at the edge of the city, and from there you start measuring. If there's no 2,000 amas from after the karp till the other city, then you're allowed to walk. Oitnan, we also learned <speaking> in the ma'edav, in anaisin edu vebatech shalir, if somebody puts his Arif tchumen, in other words, his bread... He puts it, but ibur shalir. shalir. Which means within the pregnancy of the city, which means he goes outside of the city and he puts it at the end, let's say, of 70 amas from the city. He didn't do anything. You know why? Because from there he could walk anyway. If you put your, the point of the adiv is put it at the end of 2000 amas. You put it at the end of 70 amas. He didn't accomplish anything because there you could walk anyway from. As we said, we give you a little extra, extra from the city. What does it seem from here? It seems, that the whole city is considered a Rosh Hashayachin, even without a wall. Because we're measuring 2,000 Amas from Ibur Shalir, from the edge of the city, which is 7-day Amas. Yeah. Now it doesn't mean that the Ibur Shalir is within the Chaimah of the city. Right. It doesn't mean it's in the Chaimah of the city. It's talking about outside of the city. In terms of Tchum that means even if the city has a wall, we're still giving you an extension to the city. We're not saying that this is inside the wall of the city, this is outside of the city, and it's still considered as part of the city. So Torah says, says, if you're going to compare this din of somebody who goes more than the Tchoman Shabbos to the din of somebody who's in the city, and the whole city is considered Rishush HaYachet, and you can even go to the Ibu Shalir, seven diamas outside of the city, so if we're going to compare the two dinim, we're going to say that even somebody who leaves the Tchum on Shabbos, you let him be in the whole city with the ibur, and it's all like Dalar Amos. So even without Mechitzas, the whole thing could be considered Dalar In other words, in the city where you rested after you went through the Tchum Shabbos, you violated the Tchum Shabbos, we would allow you to walk in the entire city, plus in the ibur of the city. If so, the witnesses would be allowed to walk in the whole Yerushalayim, and including even 70 Amis outside of Yerushalayim. Why? Because that would all be considered dalid Amis, even if there's no Chaimah. If that's the case, it would seem that according to this, Tocerous would have to argue, Tocerous would have to argue that this wasn't a problem. After they were... Yeah, that's what yeah. he's saying. Even though there's no Chaimah. If,
3: no... if the Eber is in the Chaimah, then it's not outside. Outside of the
1: city. Se- around 70 Amis outside of the city. Yeah, but the
3: 70 Amis wasn't that you extend your your Tchen. Yeah. But once you already walked the Tchen, now you're in, walking around, you also add that side right. of the iber. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No the No, we give yeah, Dalaramas. Dalaramas, Some right? that that of in the
2: airport.
1: Yeah, the city. Still, the no, I just see one thing. I just want to see one. Beyond the that's the end of the area which will begin. We have to 2000 So but the
0: dollar Ramas that walk around is not about the anymore. It's about
3: you're allowance
0: to. Right. Exactly. Right? No. It but that's, so so while you're at the 70s, that's what he did. He gave him extras. Give him it's extras. Whoever extra, a ever ever resident <laughs> in the city <laughs> would have, that's what they no, have. No mistake, there's no, no more than anybody else. So that's what the second
3: you where have, you walk so walk from
1: so now if what what according to this Toisfus is saying that when the Mishnah says Lord how you misham it doesn't mean the courtyard it means the whole Yerushalayim, not, the whole city, the whole Yerushalayim. That's what it would mean. Rem Gamliel only allowed them to go two thousand Amas outside of Yerushalayim, but they can actually go according to allotments. This is a whole different interpretation, not like Rashi who says dalad Amis and here would be the courtyard. And Toysu says because Yerushalayim was a public domain because it was breached. Another interpretation is even if it was a public domain, it's possible that the whole city would be would be permissible. Yes. The mother just clarifies now one point. Yes. Zag de Gemarim They asked a question: Beis Yazek or Beis Yozek? We say Beis Yazek or Beis Yozek. How do you pronounce it? What's the question? Beis Yazek? Do we have to pronounce it Beis Yazek? The and it's a positive Lishna. It's a positive term. The the Pesuk says Vayaskeu Vayisaklehu. A Pesuk in Yeshaya Hanavi. Basically, he brings it if you have the Pesukim on the side, The Novi yeshay is talking about a vineyard that the Jews are compared to. And it says, Hashem says, My, my, uh, my, my friend had a vineyard, Vayaskayu means he surrounded it with a fortress. Iska in Aramaic is a ring, just like a ring surrounds the finger. Vayaskeyu means you surrounded the vineyard with protection. Vayisakleyu means you removed all the stones over there. So Yazik would be a positive expression. Rashi says, He made a fortress, a fence around the vineyard with stones and a circle like a ring. That's Vayaskayu. That's Beis Yazik. So Beis Yazik is a beautiful courtyard that is protected around and around with a wall. That's why it's called Beis Yazik. Maybe the word is Yazik. It's actually a, it's a, it's a negative term. The puzzle says, He was arrested in chains, in shackles. What would be the connection here? She says, it's like they're chained and shackled, chained. You don't let them move from there all day. So therefore, they're chained down. So either it was called Beis Yazik because of the Shmirah, because it was a protected chatzah. I guess nobody could come in to steal all the suddhas. The food is for them. Or Beis Yazik, it was a place of chains because they had to stay there a whole Shabbos till Mitzahi Shabbos. Amr Abaye, says, Toshma. Come in here. The same Mishnah says, "Sudas They used to make major feasts. They used to make major feasts. you There was obviously no aggravation there. Why are you calling a Beis They were chained, but there was full of food there. So who wants to leave? So therefore, there was no tsar. So <laughs> no, Maybe both things were true. On one level there was a tsar because they were chained up. On the other level, they made suddus in order to alleviate the distress. In other words, could be because they were in distress they made the suddus. Taka the Mishnah says they made the suddus, they should come back. But lavdafka, lavdavka doesn't mean they weren't stuck there on one level. Could be they were stuck and there were suddus. Huh? What? Maybe it's just a way
2: of saying that. After they the, the two
1: interpretations, in the what was Abayah thinking? Abayah was thinking what? If you're having simcha from the Siddharth Dele, it takes away the other tzar. Huh? It takes away the aggravation. In the Mariah loved
0: off No, it could depends. still exist. <laughs> up to the yeah. the- you have a kiddush afterwards. <laughs> you forget about that. You know, you're not thinking about it. That happened That
3: Shalom. to sorry, <laughs> it's
0: Oh, that's do you <laughs>
1: but there's nothing to drink. That was a raw Nothing. <laughs> Let's just do fast toys for here. It's a very interesting he makes. So he quotes Rashi. It. they're like in chains. Obviously it's before. Rem Gamliel Institute, that they could walk the whole Yerushalayim plus 2,000 amas, because they're not stuck. So that's why it was called Beis Yozik for the time before. The Kasha, my Maisi, what's the Raya of Abayah, there was no aggravation, Misudah because they were great Sudahs. This is obviously before the Takan of Rem because they can't move. So what does that do with Sudah what does it do with Sudas In other words, if it's Takanav, once after the of Rem Gamlil, then you don't need Suddus They're free. Yeah? We're talking about before the Takanav Rem Gamlil, they, they can't budge. So what does it help with the Suddus So Taisvi says, so the Pashtas you learn, the way you learn the is, that the Sudas we thought, alleviates, so to speak, the pain of the shackles. You take a stock, but you can eat all day. Right? That's what the Hava meant. But Tayswis doesn't understand what's the and what's the maskana? Just because there's food doesn't mean you're not chained. When you're stuck somewhere, you're stuck, Right? Eh? You're stuck. So Taisw says it seems a little different. The Meboi Lay, the is asking a question. <coughs> is that place Sarlahem? If it was basically a narrow place, it was it was Ain, it was fakretched. Marvach. Or, it was very open. The courtyard opened to other courtyard. It was just, it was just a very open place. You weren't stuck with a bunch of people. You Remember, you can have hundreds of people. It's not the Suddis. Because there were big meals, it means it wasn't one courtyard. The courtyard was open to another courtyard, and another courtyard, another courtyard. There was a smogis board here, a but board. That's the point. The Suddis is not the meals. It's a raya. It wasn't one meal. Suddois Gdolis. There were big feasts. It means there were a lot of locations. It spread out to other courtyards so people were not fakvetched in one place, in one courtyard with hundreds of people. The Im that's what his Rai is, Sudhas They're very different than Rashi, very different. Rashi says, Suddhism, Al AlMaloy Havalu Tsar. There was no Tsar. He says, No, it means Tsar, because there wasn't a small place. There were a lot of places to walk. V'im toymar, are you going to ask? How can they go to other courtyards? Even the iser shabbos a Remember, they're coming out mechutz This is before emgam lios takana. How can they go from one echioitz mechutz l'chotzer? How can you go from one courtyard to another courtyard? L'chayri, you still have on iser shabbos. You can't go more than daladamos. V'yeshloymar, Kivan the kaidim, departs parts of ba'yechen leches Since, as we explained before. Before the Greeks breached Yerushalayim, they could actually walk in the whole city because the whole Yerushalayim is considered one house because it's a Rishusha Yachet. So, even now when it was breached, huh? it wasn't completely breached. Even now that it was breached, is Kama Mevoyez vechatserus Psuchim L'Oisei Chatser Sh'Rashoyim L'Halach Ben Kar Amas. Many they alleyways closed. and courtyards mm-hmm. exactly were individually closed, and therefore they were open to that courtyard. So around, there could be like a whole area, say, of, of fifty courtyards and alleyways that were all surrounded by walls. So they could walk the karba just like an ear that's muk of before, You could walk in the whole city, right? Even if though you came outside of tchum shabbos, you can go the whole city here too. We're dealing with a city that was essentially surrounded by a wall. So there were breaches. So maybe the city you couldn't walk. But there were still areas where there was completely of chaim. And therefore, he says, it, was it means there was a lot of space. And this the Gemara says, In other words, it could be that both were true. It's, it's, it, it, the Gemara refutes this. Why does the Gemara refute it? Because it could be both are true. In other words, there were still big meals. Yeah? But it was still tight. Doesn't mean necessarily that the big meals were so expensive everywhere.
3: Yazak is also
1: the Russian of damage. That's the Russian avocados versus No, that's Hezek.
3: You mean Hezek. It's not from the same.
1: No, no, no. Why the <laughs> M'Gamlil was martyred? Posh it. The witnesses wouldn't come. <laughs> They, they,
3: alone,
1: they come. He realized they're not going to come. Rem Lil Azakim realized if he doesn't do this, they're not going to stop coming. They're going to come Shabbos. They're going to be locked up a whole day. They don't want it. They don't want to be in a chatzor a whole day. People want to walk around. People want fresh air. So he realized, just like you be Mechal Shabbos to come, if he's not going to let this, they're going to stop coming. So that's it. In re- all these situations, a person is going to go on a fire, yeah? And then you're going to keep them stuck for hours, a whole Shabbos. He came to save somebody. She came to be with a woman, yeah? and then she's going to be stuck in this house for the whole Shabbos. She's not yeah. going to come. She'll find excuses. She'll send somebody else. So, I mean, I'm going to realize this is what we call in Halachi, tirus Seifen meshum tchilasa. The should be
3: there. So.
1: Yeah, because they realize that the Seifen yeah, seifim meshum Because if you don't let at the end them having a good time, they won't come so therefore he allowed it to come. I guess initially it wasn't a problem and Then any sorts of problem. So the umdil said, forget it, let just let them go wherever they want. I mean he would he wouldn't they let they them be, be over on Chum Shabbos, Shabbos, but he would take away this din that you're not let a walk um,
3: yeah, and if, if took away, it, it. this class
2: is brought to you by the yeshiva.net. Please help us continue the classes. Make even a small contribution. At triple w. dot theyeshiva. dot net slash donate.